You dreamt you were in bed with someone? Not exactly. I was in bed. But there wasn't another person in my dream. It was more like a presence. You said you felt a touch. A pair of hands. They were moving across my skin. Like a caress? Yes. And there was a voice, a man. He whispered my name. It was as if I knew him. Or more like he knew me. He knew exactly how I liked to be touched. It was the most physical dream I've ever had. The sensations were very real and extremely arousing. Frankly, I'm envious. I did fall asleep reading a particularly erotic chapter in my grandmother's journal. Whoa, hey, uh... Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the only podcast that comes to you from the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. This is Nick the Rat Radio, and I am he, coming at you at episode 254. Now, if I get excited tonight, it's... um. You might hear me breathing a lot. It's it's because my uh, my levels and, and my microphone are all. You know, I'll never get it right. I think that's. I think part of the show is uh, never knowing what I'm doing with uh, how I sound. It's kind of exciting. It's like uh, it's almost like sleeping with a new partner every night. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it is it is very moist down here in the sewer right now. You hear that the dripping? Let me just close that little valve a little bit. Uh, it is October 28th, 2020, everybody. I already have my beverage poured. I have a tequila drink here. I'm drinking some. Uh, they were out of El Jimidor. So my next go-to is Espolone. I was always a little scared of Espolone because it sounds like explosion in your colon, but it's not. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very cheap, decent tequila. And I got that mixed up with my seltzer and this this year drink. I like this one. This is this is the advertisements on the show right here. We have uh, Simply Nutritious. It's lemon, ginger, and enchiladas in there. So it's good stuff. I'm trying to drink healthier. So why not? Uh, wait, that's not the important thing. The important thing... Is it's Halloween. The day is here. Well, it's, you know, it's not today, but I, I'm, not, I'm not having a show on, on the 31st. I, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it. But, you know, this is, the Hall- this is the end of the Halloween episodes because next week it's no longer, you know, October. I was able to push Halloween in, uh, in uh, September. Like I was doing some, you know, scary stuff back then. You know, my show is always a little spooky. <sighs> But there's an extra energy in the air. There's a during during these times, it's like the the veil between uh, reality and fantasy is very thin. It's a very thin veil. And if if anybody knows anything about me, it's that I like thin veils. And you let you see stuff. So I got got a pumpkin over here. I didn't I didn't finish it or anything yet. It's <laughs> it's big though. I should have. Should have started the episode like that. Uh, I got 
got some orange lights that I might kill some button like trick or treaters with. So I'm all prepared. I'm ready down here in the sewer for anything. Um, but this this is a very special time for uh, me. I, I love this this time period because I do feel the energy. I feel like there's a um, a lot of the times it seems like our reality is is a bunch of lies. When you're when you're born and you're raised and, and you're grown up and you live and you work in this reality, it's nothing is real because they won't let it be. It's it's very um, it's a very fake place. It's very nice, happy. It's kind of like living in a fantasy reality today. It's like oh ha ha ha, this sugar that will destroy your internal organs. Give it to your kids with this happy tiger on the box. You know, it's it's all it's um it's a navigation through the fantasy, so you don't kill yourself, but you also spread it too. You're 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 a spreader of this shit. You know, fuck, it's and during during this time period, uh, during this October, it's it's um it starts to shed its skin a little bit, and you you could see what's underneath, and 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 they show it to you, and it's just like freebasing cocaine. I'm just reading the chat room. I'm sorry. Uh, and and this episode will be whoa. <laughs> you know, we'll be doing the same thing. We'll be listening to music and taking phone calls and listening to voicemails from my uh, my my doctor, who really needs to get me those erectile dysfunction pills real soon. Uh, but we will be uh, listening to. We got a lot of stories tonight. There's a lot of content coming up tonight. We have stories from Medus, 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 Medusa, Medusa without the A, Medus. We have a story from, we have a follow-up story from Illuminatia. And Mystery Band sent in a whole bunch of stories too. There's like, there's like 500 stories tonight. This episode, we're going to, maybe this is going to last until Halloween starts. Also, my chair has been very squeaky. I think I need some ranch hand. I wonder if that stuff actually works. I should pick some up. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to uh, just jump right into some music right now. And then we'll be uh, back with actual actual content with with a lot of stories. I hope you're you're all meet us meet 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 us meet us. I, I actually just uh, I think I just like messing with your name. I'm sorry, man. It's a it's a great story coming up. It's gonna be fun time. Hop into the chat room. Talk to other people right now. Even if uh, even if you're listening to the show not live, there's usually always people up in the chat room. Especially th- since there's like three chat rooms all connected, it's like a weird, uh, ugh, it's really it's kind of like a gross internet orgy of technologies. Kind of like Akira or something. Uh, Tetsuo, Akira. Um. Anyway, let's listen to our the first song of the evening, which um. It's from a a group, a band, a person, a place, a thing uh, that we've all grown to love at Diamond Ace. And the song is called, it's kind of spooky. All the music tonight's going to be extra spooky, everybody. Except for like one song is not really that spooky. But anyway, 
ghosts.
Uh, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. We're having a spooky evening tonight. Uh, before, uh, before we get into anything really kind of scary, I, th- I thought maybe I should like tell tell a joke just to like get the, get the funny stuff out of the way first. You know, this, people have been saying that the show is, is is really too serious for them, and they they listen with their their children, and they, sometimes they have to ask their kids to uh, leave the room because. It's just, it's just way too scary and serious, and, and, and reality is a little too much for kids to handle. So I thought I, I would uh, kind of like tell a joke, maybe, before we, before we get into these scary, spooky stories that yeah, it's a little bit too scary. And so a vampire bat. Uh, flies into his cave. He's, he just came back from a long day outside uh, hunting and doing his stuff, and, and he, he's covered with fresh blood. He's covered with fresh blood. And he flies up, and he's hanging upside down from the ceiling. Just hanging there. And and then all these other bats start flying in a circle around him. And they're, they're flying around him, and they're like, hey, hey, man, where'd you get all that blood from? Hey, man, where... where? He's like, just relax, relax. Don't worry about it. Let me let me just sit up here and sleep for a little bit, man. I'm, I'm real tired. Long day, rough time. They kept flying around, and they're like, "Man, come on, man, where'd you get all that? Well, all that blood from? Where, where, where's all that?" And he's like, "All right, all right, calm down, relax. All right, you want you want to see where I got all this blood from? You follow me, okay?" He falls down from the ceiling, flaps his wings, and he flies away. And thousands of other bats are flying out of the cave, following him. He's flying over hills and and valleys and over a river then then he comes up to this big giant tree this big tree in the middle of this field and he's like hey hey you guys you guys see that tree over there and and they're like they're like yeah and he says well i i wish i fucking saw it He crashed into the tree, and he was—he got bloody from it. Uh, well, let, let's listen to uh, the first story from uh, Mystery Man, and we'll—we'll we'll see. We'll see what what else this night has to bring to us. Uh, so let's uh, get your 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 Birkenstocks, Birkensh. Stocks and Birkins uh, together, and li- let's listen to Mystery Man. Uh, what, a, what a story! I don't, what is what is this story here? These better be good. I paid him a lot of money for these. He sent he sent in a lot. Uh, Diane, can you can you help me? Are you found it? Okay. Oh, it's on. This one's called Untested Tales. The miner's pickaxe hit something hard. He grinned. Was he going to be living on Easy Street? He chiseled the object out of the cave's wall. He grinned. But then, it turned into a sneer as he realized what he dug out of the cave wall. Was it, was it really? A candle? A strange-looking candle. It kind of smelled like camellia. And it was strong, stronger than diamond. This made no sense to the miner. Was this a joke? A holy relic? Something evil? 
He showed it to his co-workers. The other miners all looked at it in shock and awe. They didn't know what this was either. They were divided into whether they should light it or not. And finally, curiosity murdered the kitten. One of the miners grabbed a torch and lit the wick. They all stepped back and watched the candle burn, waiting, waiting for something. And then something came. One of the miners seemingly exploded in a fountain of blood. Liquefied guts splattered all over the cave walls. The rest of the miners gasped, forgetting all about the candle. They started to run for the exit. And then what they heard, it was horrible. It was horrible howling, howling, deranged howling. They ran and the sound intensified and multiplied so many howls. Few were the slower runners. They exploded in the same fashion as their co-worker back at the candle. They were splashing blood all down the cave, all over the walls. It was a horrible, horrible scene. The sounds of the howls were almost deafening now. The first man that made it out of the cave grabbed a box of TNT and threw it into the mouth. And then, when the last man finally came out and gave the okay, they blew the whole cave shut. The few men that made it out, covered in stone, soot, and gore, returned home to their village. They shared their story, and then they retired. They would never explore inside of the earth again, fearful for what they would find. The End Well, that's pretty interesting. Didn't sound really like a complete story. Maybe it continues on in the second part. <clears throat> it's kind of spooky, though. There's a candle in the wall? What the hell does that even work? Guess it was magical. Brought a, brought forth a, a pack of, pack of uh, mean were, werewolves. Werewolves? They should also make wenwolves and howwolves. Uh, let's see if I have any phone calls It looks like my doctor left me A couple of uh, voicemails here uh, Please, please, please Dr. Mike Crotch Let me have my ED pills Hey Nick Vodka soda All day long, all month long All year long Well I don't even like uh, sweet So soda, soda water Vodka soda water uh, what you call that shit? A seltzer. Vodka seltzer. I don't know. Adios. <laughs> Get fucking trapped. Oh, damn it, I'm, I'm doing, uh, seltzer tequila. <sighs> Diane, make sure you take a note of the vodka and seltzer and don't buy tequila no more. Yeah, I've been real limp lately. Uh, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, well, we might have, uh, we might have voicemails not from my doctor, too, like this caller right here. I was just calling in because uh, I'm on a little furlough from prison, and I uh, just want to call in and make a statement to everybody down in the sewer down there, tell them a little bit about myself. Uh, first off, 
just want to start by saying that uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. And I'm like, damn right, it's better than yours. I teach you, but I have to charge. Quality stuff on Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, <laughs> let's um, let's listen. Let's do some more music right now. We had a story and all that. Well, we're gonna listen to some music. Th- or we're gonna thank some people. Um, and continue on with the spooky, scary story um, fest festival. Sewer, it's a sewer fest, it's a autumn, it's an October sewer fest. What's next on the, let's play something a little bit creepier here. This is a House on the Lake by Vlad Tekhanov. Vlad Tekhanov, uh, yeah, let's listen to that. Let's, let's get a little bit, let's get a little bit more creepy in here. back to uh, Nick the Rat Radio. It's October. The spirit is high tonight. Let me just tell you that. How high the spirit is. It's uh, whew, it's pretty high. Oh, well. Watch out for those uh, uh, candy, gummy, 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 bar, uh, g- gummy candies. If you have kids going out there and they're getting trick-or-treats, they come home with, with uh, any of those gummies, snatch them up for yourself, 
says, boy, oh boy, is that a treat for you? It'll help. It'll help you sleep, and that is for sure. Uh, Diane, does, does my doctor okay that? Can you find out? Can you can you ask him really quick? Hey, great news! Uh, just pulled up to the house, and I was, I had reviewed some papers earlier. I was going to give you a call, but uh, I wanted to get home and jerk off first. So, uh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, oh yeah, um, uh, the pages are sticky, but. Good news. According to these, despite your tender nipples, you are not pregnant. Oh, thank God. And it uh, looks like Zindu has the COVID. What? So I guess he's quarantining. Yes, Zindu has the COVID. Uh, that's uh, patient privilege, right, whatever. So whatever you do, don't play this live. Is All right. I'm going to go go for round two. Is, is I love you, he, buddy. He's been? Oh, man. <laughs> Diane, does, did Zindu send you his COVID test? Yeah, he can't be in the studio. Yeah, lock the door. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Yeah. Trick or treating is going to be very strange this year. I suggest maybe getting like a, a candy cannon and just blasting kids in the face from like 10 feet away. Just knock them over. You can do a lot of interesting stuff. Maybe, uh, if you live in an apartment building, you could open the window and like kind of fish it out, pretend you're a pirate, and uh, and uh, you're fishing for kids. You, if you could pretend you're like a, a succubus, you could be a mermaid hanging out of your window with your 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 pectoral uh, features, uh, alluring little kids to your window, and you could fish them up with uh, some candy. Maybe you could dis- or you. Uh, or you can maybe dress up like a, as a dead uh, football player and you could throw candy like as a football at uh, – there's, there's a lot of options. A lot of options this year. Or you could just donate to uh, media and podcasts that you like. Uh, instead of buying sugar from giant corporations – to give to children that are just going to enjoy the candy. I'm not going to be a party pooper about uh, <laughs> send your candy to Nick the Rat and I'll send you cash. Cash for candy. It's like cash for guns. It's a, it's a, there should be a constitutional amendment. The right to eat sugar. I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's fine. Let's let's talk about donations. Ow. This show is run by sugar and giant corporations, but we also like to uh, get get people involved in in running the engine that that takes um, energy to create the content for you every every Wednesday evening, and played constantly. On repeat on nicktheratradio.com. You could just tune in at any time and listen to me and feel like I'm there with you talking in your ear. I know some people find that very relaxing. Uh, I know I do. I just listen to me. There is nothing else out there except uh, listening to me. And apparently, apparently, I think uh, Scott Adams has been listening to Nick the Rat Radio because he is now talking about NVIXM as well. And um, 
Yeah, I also heard that Keith Rainier is going to jail for a hundred years, but uh, but uh, uh, Allison Mack's girlfriend had a whole different story about what was going on at, at the, the sex cult. Man, there, there's there's so much to this story. It's I think it's just beginning. I've been talking about this story for the past like two three years now, uh, maybe four or five six. But now, but now everybody's talking about it. It's becoming, uh, it's becoming mainstream media attention. Uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's look at the donations for this week. I like to, uh, read the donation. I don't like to, oh, that's not, that's my OnlyFans account. I need to, where's my PayPal account? Oh, uh, uh, hi, hi everybody. We're, tech, technical difficulties. We could, we could, um, oh, here we go. If you donate to Nick the Rat Radio, if you, uh, you go to Nick the Rat Radio or NickTheRat.com and click, uh, donate, there is a donate link there, or you could also click, uh, social and there is a P.O. box there. I do have one P.O. boxing. There is a, it's 90549, I think, at Brooklyn, New York, 11209. But anyway, let's look at the PayPal donations. I don't dox people. I just read their initials and the amount that they gave. The first donation of... Oh, boy. Hold on one second. <coughs> wow. 3033. $1,000. See, I don't even... Diane, why are we still taking cash from giant sugar corporations? It's a lot of money. We we don't have to take it from... We got... Uh, oh, this one came with a note, too. I do read the note. This is from... Uh, let's, just, let's just read it here. For all your beguiling moony howls, your furry frets... Moist sips and clever bits. For most of all your deep candor and radiant warmth, I thank and love you, Nick the Rat. Pets and kick kicks. Pets and kicks. Ow. Quirkus. Oh, wow. Uh, Quirk, come here. Bring it in. Give me that hug. Hug the whole chat room there. Let me give you a. Quick howl and sip them. I can't howl right now. And a quick sip. Thank you, Quirkus. I think you now own half of the sewer. Uh, let's see. We also have this donation right here. From MY, we have a 420 monthly. MY, you've been around for a long time. Thank you so much for the donation. We have a what the hell is this? One million two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars and eighty cents. One, two, three, five, eight. That's what the hell is the Halloween spirit doing to the show? The, Diane, yeah, just call, 
kill them. Actually hire a hitman and go kill those sugar people. We have enough for that now. Okay, cool. Uh, Say my name, Nick. By the way, make it sexy. <laughs> By the way, release the streams faster, you cock blocker. Love you. From Cal. That's Cal from Lavender Blossoms. Man, this guy is this guy is amazing. But if if you ever need to rub, uh, get a quick rub going on, uh, go to go to lavenderblossoms.com. I actually heard he was having some trouble with uh, PayPal because there is CBD in his creams. But oh boy, oh boy, his shit does work. Cal from Lavender Blossom. He's uh, Sorry about not releasing the episodes pretty quick. There's a lot going on in, in the sewers during October. I'm doing uh, seances almost nightly, trying to get guests on the show. But nobody is nobody is biting. I'm not getting any of the spirits, but I'm spending like five, six hours a day staring at a fire like in a candle and, and doing this weird pray and seance thing. And it's scary shit. Sometimes the walls start bleeding, but nobody is ever talking to me, so... Thank you so much, Cal from... Cal from Lavender Blossoms. Uh, we, we, uh, Holy crap. Right after that comes Free Hollow Books with 420. Thank you so much, Free Hollow Books. You, you, you're, I still I use your book daily. Wow. It's, it's re- I love reading your books, by the way. It makes me feel like a speed reader. Uh, DV with 420. They're like a... It's like a Halloween dream come true. A VM with 420. DV and a VM. The DMV. Is my license expired? I don't think so. Uh, Man, this, this is the most donations ever. We have AM with 100,000 uh, pesos. I think those might be. Thank you so much for the continued support, AM. You're amazing. Take great pictures, too. I dig them. Uh, holy scrambolies. We got another... 5105. This gangbusters of a week here. This is this is crazy. Um, in the sewer, Nick, I'm chipping in 50 Federal Reserve Freedom Units plus the cost of freedom to bucko five. To help keep the show on the air. Hopefully the currency exchange to sewer sure shekels. To the sewer shekels. Uh, the sewer shekels is fair. So you can afford some cherry pie and a damn fine cup of coffee. Billy Bones, everybody. Billy Bon 3S. Billy Bones. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to be buying... Uh, Extra coffee with this. Maybe I'll get the good stuff instead of that uh, instant coffee I've been drinking so much of. He's got a great podcast, too. There's a lot of great... There's like a great little podcast community growing around uh, No Agenda. You should check, check them all. Check them all out. And it's Fletcher and... And, and uh, not Darren O. I won't say his name. There's a Sir Bemrose out there doing his thing. And Fletcher and Carol and Blaney and... And Billy Bones and we did get something. 
in uh, in the P.O. box this week. It looks like a bill. Let's open it and find out. It's hard. It's hard to read in the dark with sunglasses on here. Let's see here. I don't want that to be doxed on the air. Uh, Nick P.O. Box 9549. That's that's me. Um, to check. This one comes from October 2nd. He sent this a long time ago. I gotta yell at the, uh, at Morpheus in his cowboy suit and get these, the mail out faster. Apparently I owe him $50,000. Is this real? Diane, can you call my lawyer? That's from an SE. Apparently I owe SE a lot of money. Uh, No, I'm joking. Thank you so much, uh, SE, for... I'll be cashing that. And buying pornography. I mean, uh, uh, let's let's listen to another song. We're going to be right back with more Nick the Rat. We're going to start listening to, uh, maybe we'll open up the phone lines too. Um, you know what, let's open the phone line right now. Where's the, let's open the phone line. I saw a lot of people trying to call in. Uh, there's a lot of voicemails. Let's listen to this voicemail right here. I was just uh, calling back for a little advice. Uh I seem to have got my uh, my nutsack stuck in a vice, and I can't help but keep on turning it tighter Ooh. and tighter and tighter and tighter. I'm just wondering, uh, does anybody have any suggestions how to crack walnuts? Because this sure as hell ain't working. I should probably screen my calls. Yeah, I'm gonna, Diane, can you screen my calls? You could do that. What, what am I paying you for? Oh, yeah, the pie. It is good. Um, let's, let's, um, listen, let's listen to, actually, uh, let's let, let's let, uh, meet us, um, bring us into the midnight hour in the East Coast. With a little reading of uh, of a little bit more, he last week he did the uh, the Telltale Heart, or is that two weeks ago? I, I don't. Time doesn't make f- goddamn sense anymore. It's really weird. Uh, he did a reading of the Telltale Heart recently, and now he sent in a reading of the Raven, and I'm excited to hear it because he's got a, he's got a great voice. Maybe one day he could sound as good as me. But, you know, I, I I can't wait to listen. Let's listen to this. It'll bring us into the midnight hour. We're going to listen to some music. We'll be back. We'll, we'll have open phone lines. You you could uh, call me then or something. But uh, meet us. Here we go with, with the Raven. Ah! <laughs> 
The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this, and nothing more.' Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here, forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "'Sir,' said I, "'or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping.' And so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal had ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word. Lenore? This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word. Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely, that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon the bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn or shaven thou, I said, art sure no craven, Ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quote the raven. Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast 
upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply, so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is of its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore till the dirges of his hopes that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er. She shall press. Ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe thee from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still if bird or devil, whether temper sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, in this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me truly, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, Prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul, with sorrow laden, whether in the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or 
fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. All my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted nevermore. It's midnight in the sewer, everybody. The uh, the spookiness is is becoming incredibly thick. And thanks to Midas for for that uh for that rendition of the Raven. He's he's got he's got a great uh, like I can imagine him wearing like a red velvet smoking jacket and a big big old fuzzy black chair with a with a pipe and some. Uh, Like a jar of mayonnaise with him or something. I don't know. Uh, a cape. I don't think he's going to have a cape in there. A velvet cape. What the hell's? Um. Okay, let's listen to another uh, song. We're going to break this up here. The phone lines are open. It looks like there's um, a lot of people trying to call. I keep trying to pick it up, but it's not picking up. It might be because there's too many people calling right now. That sometimes happens. Um, Diane, is there any way we could maybe squeeze somebody through? Is that possible at all? Is there... Hey, Nick. Uh, roses are red. Violets are blue. What is... It's just me and my hand right now. But I'm thinking of you. Oh, <laughs> oh I really want that uh, little rat tongue in my ass. Right now. Whoa, okay. Uh, maybe we should clog up the phone line again. Let's listen to Brody M. with Spooky Who. This is a Doctor Who.
It's uh, thinner than the doctor. Uh, hi, everybody. That's a quick song. Oh. I'm hearing some weird stuff going around. Um, a lot of weird stuff has been happening in the sewer lately, actually. I actually don't really talk too much about like my personal life and all that because uh, why do you guys want to hear about that? I wouldn't want to hear about some rat's personal. It's a, it's a little, uh, but 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 the studio in the sewer right here. I come down here pretty often because you know the, the scientists they they got me all jacked up on um, bath salts and infused inside of mayonnaise. It's some crazy new stuff that they've been working on, but uh, it, it it makes you want to do a lot of work. So, I during during the, the the there was so many stories coming in this week that I had to get them all uh, lined up and ready for for tonight's episode. So I've been doing a lot of late nights, you know, uh, cl- doing a collecting, you know, organizing, and getting ready for tonight's show because it's a big holiday extravaganza and, and everything has to go perfectly, or is. The kids of the kids of the world uh, are are going to be disappointed when they listen to the show, and uh, yeah, that's a lot of weight on my shoulder. It is a lot like Nutella. So I've been doing a lot of late nights in the in the in the studio, and there's a big metal grate, and it's behind that is it's like a tunnel into nowhere. It's I've sh- I've shined lasers down there. I, I I turn the camera around and show it, but it's. I can't turn the camera that far around. It's it's on a pole. It's like a security camera. Uh, the hole behind this goes down forever. Like, I've shined lasers and lights, and there's nothing down there. And the other night, it was the loudest thing I ever heard. It was... It seriously shook me. Like, I almost... I almost crapped my pants. I even, I even like, cried out for... for I was like, scientist! No! I just shivered to put my little hands up in the air and shook, too. There was nothing there. There was no scientist in the studio either. There was there was a, the empty. It was empty, and I even looked. I I held up the flashlight. There's a high powered. I saw uh, there was like five hundred yards. Looked down at nothing, but it sound it sounded you know like you're you're in a sewer. It might be a homeless person hitting against the poles or uh, or a giant cat or something. But there was nothing down there. It was so. I was really shook. I was scared for. At least like an hour. I had to really just close up shop and run away. You know, like when you're in a room and it's really you're feeling you're feeling nervous and something happens and shakes you up, and then then you just got to get out of there as quick as possible. But you, you can't. You got to hold up your obligations. Though. You got to do the work. Doesn't matter if you're working in like a factory that's creepy at night and you're all by yourself and you're you're pressing you're pressing you're pressing license plates. And then you hear. Somebody come up behind you and say, bend over. And then you turn around, there's nothing there. You, you can't just go home. You have to keep on pressing and pressing and doing the work no matter how scared you are. You just got to hold it in. But if you do have a story like that, you can give me a call at 917-719-5923. Uh, oh, man, it looks like I'm missing calls right now. Uh, somebody just left this voicemail. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Nick the Rat, have you seen my pumpkin? I think it. I think it landed in the sewer. I think it's. I think it's over there. You, can, you, can you throw it? Throw it, it this way. Is it this one? 
It's a big Yay. ass pumpkin. Um, maybe I'm just small. Uh, sorry if I didn't pick up your phone call. It's just that there, there's so many people calling right now. The lines are lit up, and it's actually making like a, a hexagram on on the, on the board. That's weird, actually. But tonight we also have stories from uh, Illuminatia. We have part two of, of her last story. The last time, the part one, I played a pretty long time ago. I actually don't remember which episode it was on. It was, it was a while ago. And uh, she she finally came out with part two. Now I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of part one, just in case anybody there was a pumpkin that flew over your house. Oh man, that's exciting. Um, let me give you a breakdown of uh, part one of which what she sent in a, a couple of weeks ago. It's a very incredible story. I got to relax. You know, it's, every now and then we all have to relax. And I feel like I'm getting really excited. So I just got to relax. I'm going to tell you what happened and give you a recap. Then we're going to listen to uh, part one. Of part two. There's three parts of part two. So I'm going to give you uh, a breakdown of the one that we heard a couple of weeks ago. And then we're going to get... Okay, whatever. You, you know what I'm trying to say. It's two guys. Henry and Peter. They're RF engineers, okay? And they go to the Philippines... To go to Peter's family's house, maybe they're lovers, and should, I don't know. It, what, that's not that's not important. What is important that they're they're there. They're three days. They're they're doing off roading. They're going they're going into the jungles. They're going to camp. Uh, Henry sees something he wants. He wants to go investigate it, and and P- Peter's with him because they're they're holding arms. They're they're they both got they got guns and shit, and they got knives, and and they're going to explore deep into the jungle. And they find this shack in the jungle. Okay. So they go inside and they see a dead body. And that's when that's when it gets really weird. Because uh, right near the dead body, there's the words that says, Please go away. Don't touch shit while you're here. Or otherwise, you'll get, you'll get cursed. Now, it just says, Please go away. Uh, it's carved in a, a tagalock on the floorboard. And as they investigate, a demon confronts them. And it impales its claws into Henry's chest. And I think uh, I think Peter gets jealous because he wanted to impale Henry. Um, they're shooting at the demon. It does nothing. Uh, that's where we're at. We're inside of, we're inside of this uh, uh, cabin in the jungle in the Philippines with Henry and Peter. They are presumed lovers by me. I, I don't know. Maybe they're not. Uh, hold on one second here. Let's listen to part one of part two in a three-part series. There's a lot of parts here. It's the lot went into this. This is this is not a this is not low-budget stuff, people. This is this is top of the line uh, entertainment, packaged small small batched, packaged for you. Here we go.
Henry looked over to Peter, his eyes wide with fear. The blood had drained from his face, and he looked like he was on the verge of fainting. Peter looked calmly back and inspected Henry for injuries with a quick glance. It seems that you should have been injured by the way the creature impaled you with its claws, Peter said. Henry inspected himself by prodding his chest with his fingers. No gashes, no bruises, no pain even. There was nothing. Henry huffed in confusion and looked back at Peter. All right, I want to get the fuck out of here, Henry said urgently. Peter agreed with a nod. Wait, one moment. Peter said as he took out his phone to take a picture of the body. What are you doing that for? Henry asked. I'm going to report it to the police. The guy might be a missing person, Peter replied. Henry and Peter made their way out the door and searched for the gashes Peter made in the trees to mark their trail back. Peter and Henry went down the wooden steps and started towards the trail once they spotted it. As their feet landed in the soft dirt, the sound of footsteps on the wood resonated behind them. Both Peter and Henry stopped and looked behind them. They saw nothing. You heard that, right? Henry asked Peter. Yes, Peter replied. They fell silent and listened for any more footsteps, but there were none. Let's hurry back, Henry urged. The two swiftly and silently followed the trail back to their jeep. They were both focusing on any other sounds other than theirs, but they couldn't hear anything. Once they got to the jeep, Peter unlocked it, and they both got in. Peter turned it on, and they started to make their way back to civilization. They found their way back to the trail and searched for the closest hotel they could find. Once they located one, they were able to get two adjacent rooms over the phone. They found their way into the hotel, parked, and walked in. They were greeted by a receptionist. Welcome to Ramadan Hotel. What is the name? Peter was about to tell him when the receptionist's eyes grew wide and he gazed past them. Henry and Peter both looked behind them. Nothing was there. Are you all right? Henry asked. What is that? The receptionist asked, pointing. The two men looked behind them and turned back again. I don't see anything, Peter said. Look! The receptionist yelled. The shadow! Henry and Peter looked at the floor. There was a shadow of something that seemed to be a human-like body with a long, drooping neck. It was twitching slightly. Henry gasped and jumped back. As he moved back, the shadow followed suit. Henry moved forward, then side to side, and the shadow moved with him. It took Henry a moment to realize that it was his shadow. Only it wasn't. Peter's shadow was just his normal shadow. You cannot come in here, the receptionist said firmly. You must leave right now. Henry, still comprehending his situation, responded with an absent nod. He, however, remained in his place, staring at the shadow. Hmm, it seems that the demon has bound to you, Peter speculated. So it seems, Henry responded. The receptionist seems unhappy about that, Peter observed. Well, we still have sleeping bags in the back of the jeep. We can sleep there, Peter suggested. No, no, you must go far away from here, the receptionist yelled. He started to wave his finger frantically, motioning for them to leave as he yelled, Go! Go! Peter and Henry did as they were told and left. They drove the jeep to an empty parking lot near a small store and spent the night there. Henry stayed awake, wondering where the demon was when he wasn't casting a shadow. The next morning, Henry decided to take the next plane home while Peter remained behind to spend the rest of his trip with his family. 
While Henry was at the airport, he became very self-conscious and hoped people wouldn't notice his demon while doing his best to avoid light sources that could cast a shadow. Yet, he would catch glimpses of the shadow of his hand, but in its place he saw a large drooping claw, which would tick on occasion. The security checkpoint was dimly lit, and the shadows were very faint. Peter still felt his anxiety raise as he focused ahead. Once he was through security and waiting in his terminal, he wedged himself into a corner instead of sitting in a chair. He slept for the first time in two days on the plane ride home. However, in his dreams, he saw the demon impaling his chest and pulling out his heart. The demon was holding his heart between two claws, and his face, while twitching, grinned. His mouth opened slowly, and Henry's heart went inside. The demon crushed it with his jaws. Henry woke up with a start and decided not to fall asleep anymore. Man, I should have I shouldn't have cut them so short. I could listen I could listen to that whole thing right now. I should, but uh I broke it it's, it's a three-parter. It's a second-parter, three-parter. So you know I'd like to I'd like to, you know, spread Illuminati a, across the show. So so you could uh, get, you know, a little bit at the front, a little bit the the middle and then a little bit at the back. You, you, Salute. So rude. So rude. Salute. Ah. Okay. A bunch of weird shit just keeps popping up all around me. Uh, yeah. Utas. Origins of things and stuff. We recorded something. Uh, I uploaded the last episode recently. What was it? Uh. Days of the week, magic, months, devil, uh, sex. There, there was, um, we did, what was the last thing we did? We recorded, we recorded on Sunday. We did another show. We didn't, I don't know if she uploaded it yet. Illuminatia and me have been doing, uh, the origins of things and stuff where she does a lot of research and I make a lot of really bad jokes. Uh, it's been a fun time though. And, uh, you learn a lot there. So it's been a, a, uh, Good time. I missed a lot, Drax. I'm sorry. You're going to have to tune in at another point in time. Um, the last song we played was a little bit, you know, was, as Blitz said, it was thin. So let's play something a little bit thicker. This is not very Halloween-y, but, you know, we'll, go, we'll get back into the Halloween-y really quick. After you hear a story where uh, two, two lovers are attacked by a beast and stabbed through his chest... Wait, were they lovers? Uh, they might be. Whatever. Uh, speculation, everybody. Speculation is the key to unlock anything in the world today. And I speculate that there's a lot of a lot of monsters that like Halloween because usually there's anti-mask laws in in uh, United States at least, and we're not allowed to cover your face to go into anywhere because you might rob it and a camera can't take a picture of you. So wearing masks is usually illegal. But on Halloween, 
You can get away with that. Also on Halloween, if you're a disfigured monster and you're just walking around in the streets, nobody will know because they'll just think you're wearing a mask. Reminds me of this movie I just saw on Shudder. Um, well, uh, let's listen to the song here, DJ Syntonic with You and Me. We'll be right back with more scary stories on Nick the Rat Radio.
You're building a rat ship here. Yes, science! Anyway, I'm going to get this party started. Next round! Welcome back to Nick's Rat. Hi, everybody. Um, whoa. Ow. Okay, um, let's see here. I thought I, thought I was going to maybe, um, try to summon some demons tonight on the show. But I really don't want to cause, uh, any kind of issues for anybody. Because there has been, there's been stories where... Okay, this this might have happened to somebody I know close to me, or maybe even happened to me. You know those nine hundred party numbers where it's like, "Hey, do you want to party? Are you feeling lonely?" I I I might have called one one day, and we. I can't tell you that story. That's that's my Ouija board story. I'll never tell anybody my Ouija board story. It was too traumatic. But all I could say is that uh, sometimes spirits could be transferred over via the phone line. Okay? There's something inside of us that's uh, electromagnetic in our brains. There's definitely uh, – there was a news story recently. I, a Zindu, I don't know where he is. He might be sick and dying. Uh, but there was a news story recently where they think that the – uh, memories and all that are electromagnetic waves inside the brain. They're, they're, they're trying to say that that's true. It's real. It's it's um. It's kind of weird to think about. Also, the news about the moon came out. Everybody, that crazy big news. It's apparently uh, the big news is that there's water 
on the moon. There's water on the light side of the moon. Is it Nazi moon base? I don't know. Maybe. Is it Nazi water? Well, I did not see water there before. <laughs> um, it's how's how is there any liquid? How's there any anything on that planet on the planet no, on that satellite? I guess there's enough gravity to hold stuff down. It's full of full of mayo. Oh yeah, we gotta watch the moon. To, uh, don't forget to look at the moon this weekend on Saturday night. Look up at the moon; it should blow you away. It's going to be the giant water moon. The astronauts peed on the moon. They might have. They might have left some of their own uh, little. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a huge news for NASA. They had to wait five days to tell you that. I don't know. I don't understand why they had to wait to tell you that. Like, oh, guys, we got some crazy news. You got to wait to hear it. There's water on the moon. Oh, I mean, you got to wait to hear it. Five days. You got to wait. Cut the feet. Cut the feet. Uh, okay, well, you know, we're having a fun time tonight. It's been, uh, very interesting. We had, uh, Midas read us a story. We had Illuminati read us a story. We had Mystery Man read us a story. Why not hear another story by Mystery Man, you know? Why not? Because you're going to have to right now anyway. Cursed Magical Tech A long time ago, before humans existed on Earth, on a planet far, far away, a young man named Jack Crusher was coming home from his job at the Plasma Crystallizer Factory. He worked long, hard hours. His planet was in the middle of an energy crisis. For some reason, about a hundred years ago, all their resources have exploded leaving Jack and what remained of his society at odds. Their people still retain very powerful, advanced equipment that even people in your time would think was real magic. Maybe even demonic. They could talk to their dead using ultra-condensed radio waves and glass made of exotic resources. They also could sell replications of themselves for others to pleasure themselves to. Their kind were smart, desperate, and perverse. Jack was working on new tech that might save his planet. It was an energy source that, when ignited, could burn forever. It looked like this tiny woven energy string that was sealed within a wax-like containment field. Stuff scientists today would only call a dream. Magic. Oh my god, what the fuck is that shit? I've never seen it. But during testing, it would vaporize and absorb any organic matter that was in front of it. They would test it on giant wolf-like humanoids that lived in the hills that were off-limits to their people. Horrible creatures that they knew they could test on and nobody would care. They would just vanish into thin air. Jack knew this tech was unstable and dangerous, and it should never leave the labs. But he also wanted to work on it at home. He thought of a process that could age the string so it would be more stable. If he could perfect it, 
he could save his society. If he failed, his culture would fall apart. So one night, Jack, filled with gusto, took the small wax-like cylinder home. Tonight was the worst night he could have done this, though. Tonight's turn of events would change the future forever. Tonight, Jack walked in on his wife, spread eagle, sweating, naked and moaning with hot, dirty, filthy passion, as a filthy scoundrel was poorly attempting to leap over her, over, over, and over again. What the fuck is going on? Naked as well, and landing his penis directly into her womb. He recognized the man. It was Ronan, the neighborhood slut. He had sex with everything, and now, apparently, his own wife. Jack's first instinct was to whip out the unsafe tech and vaporize him. And so, he did. At first, he felt joy at seeing Ronan phase out of reality. The smell of Camellia filled the air. But then he gasped, and he noticed his wife was charging at him in a fit of rage. She shoved him into the fireplace, and Jack burned away. His wife didn't know what to do. The law would come looking for her husband one day, so she took the strange magical tech with her deep into the woods to hide out. She was able to hide here for a long time. She lived off the land and died 60 years after. But right before she passed away, she launched the horrible cursed object deep into outer space. She passed away, and the item was forgotten for a long, long time. The end. Is it just me, or is that story actually coming together? That power source sounded much like... the candle. Diane, what's going on with the phone line? I'm getting report... It's clogged up with spirits. There's dead people calling me? Diane, come on. Stop. You know how I feel about dead people calling me. Remember that last time that dead person called me? I ruined like three pairs of pants. Yeah. Remember I talked to them and I shit myself and then I cleaned up and then I remembered the story that they told me over the phone they were dead and I shit myself again. Add info. Nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. I think the phone line's open. Um, it's a little clogged up right now, possibly from all of my shit. I don't know. Let's. Hey Nick, how's it going? I've been trying to call in. You said you were going to open up the phone lines, but uh, I don't know if anybody's gotten through live. I was just going to say though, uh, did you know that if you put on your clothes inside out 
and then you walk backwards at midnight on a full moon Halloween night, you can actually look at the moon and see a witch riding her broom over the moon. It's a, it's an ancient story. Um, it's been linked to like, like maybe a long time ago, like thousands of years ago, there was like a, a comet that would come around on full moon Halloween nights, like the timing of it, the full moon on Halloween. And there's like a comet flying over and, uh, I guess you had to put your clothes on inside out and walk backwards to see it. I don't know. But, uh, I think that we're in, we're going to the age of Aquarius now, so like, it's probably not lined up the way it used to be before the last ice age. So, uh, it's like an old ancient thing. Like, Randall Carlson was talking about it, so, uh, you know. Who's Randall Carlson? That guy's pretty cool. Okay. Anyway. Happy spooky were... time from Spearfish. What the hell? The Spearfish? It's this, me, this is Stillwater. Still it's me. Yeah, that's me. That's my name, I guess. Did you have any trouble uh, calling me tonight? I've been hearing reports that um, the phone, the phone lines haunted. Well, the, the the phone lines have been clogged up. Uh, I need to. I need to get a, is, a seance going. Nick, you no. I I don't know if you can attribute it to that right away. You're just so damn popular that there's so many people calling in that. It's like the Three Stooges all trying to go through a doorway at the same time. Did you ever see that porno where all Three Stooges are trying to go... Uh, never mind. Uh, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I had a day off today for oh. a change. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. And uh, it's, it's, it's been warming up again. We had a big blizzard uh, over the weekend. And... Uh, yeah, now it's starting to feel a little bit more like uh, uh, like fall again rather than the dead of winter. Oof! It was a brutal weekend. Did, did you make a uh, Did you make a snow a snow vampire? Yeah, and it melted in the sun. How appropriate! Did you ever you ever, Did you know that vi- uh, vampires suck blood to get vitamin D because they don't they don't get sunlight? That's why they suck blood for yeah. vitamin D. Yeah. Otherwise, they get the, they get the scurvy. Well, they do like, a lot of other things, too. Like, oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it, new listeners, take note. Vampires are my wheelhouse. And so I know a little bit about this subject. But um, when you go back into the folklore of the vampire, they didn't just suck blood, but they'd also eat flesh and they'd eat species too and if you're going into uh, yeah yeah they're pretty gross actually uh they're not the uh charismatic uh suave uh uh pretty boy looking kind of characters when you go into the folklore and the folklore vampires they are gross just awful smelling putrid uh pieces of unnatural what the fuck is going on like that's what a vampire was in the olden days were they germanic no they're they're from uh, transylvania right are they from transylvania or is that or japan you get vampire stories from literally all over the world every part of the planet has their own type of vampire stories and they're all a bunch of shit some of them are yeah but, like, all of them were dead, started to rot, and then came back. 
uh, demanding food or sustenance. If you go up into the uh, European uh, uh, lore of the vampire, um, what would happen is sometimes if you didn't do the burial rites uh, exactly perfect, then um, that corpse would come, would rise from the grave uh, in the dead of night and they would knock on the doors and scratch on the windows of their former family and loved ones and beg for food. Give me food. Give me food. Yeah. What the? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one wants that kind of bullshit going on. I might not be European, but I'm definitely a pooping. That's scary as fuck. Um. <laughs> well, luckily, they have well-defined weaknesses and ways to ward them off. And the number one thing that has been universal uh, globally is that you, you, as long as you don't invite them in, they can't do shit to you. Kind of like the police, right? If only it were that easy. <laughs> <laughs> they they would they need a they need a, a, a letter from. If the they judge. got a warrant, all bets are off. Well, like yeah. you, you don't want to meet a vampire with a warrant signed by a judge because they can just waltz right in, like they own the place. They should do that. The the vampires should make fake warrants and pretend they're cops and be like, "Hey, look, I got a warrant. You gotta let me in." And they're like, "All right, come on in," and then. <laughs> Then they could eat their shit. Uh, yeah, the, the poop eating ones. They, they're definitely the ones that you don't want to invite in. Have Have you? Um, they always. Have, I I don't know why, but they always have bad breath. Bad breath and big breasts. Uh, call, a caller. Can I? Ask yeah. you, can I ask you? Have you ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh yeah, that that Joss Whedon show that was kind of clunky at first, but then got really good, and then I got tired of it for some reason. Well, because, it, well, I I just I just started watching it. I've I've never watched it before. I I, I saw the movie. Okay. But I just started no. You're gonna have fun show. with this. Yeah. It it's um it's it's really really bad, but it's been fun so far. Uh, the 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 vampires it's, are such yeah. pussies in the show. They're such they're such gigantic. Uh, I don't I don't know how they're scary at all. They're not even scary. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I I think that jo- that's exactly what Josh Whedon was going for was to sort of defang the monster. And cuz there's a there's a lot of great hilarious dialogue in that show if you've noticed. Oh, yeah, tons. And so he was Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I I think that Josh Whedon is one of the best at dialogue in the industry today. They say they say uh, they say a lot of weird '90s references, like "Oh man, that that guy was acting wackadoodle." Yeah, like, and some of it is exaggerated '90s uh, uh, lingo, which is it, it kind of makes it funnier. Um, but like, if, like if you wanted to say rewrite the first season where you have your main baddie vampires and you wanted to make them scary. I would say design, like do the cinematography and the writing from the angle of 
how they treated Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Because Darth Vader is extremely menacing in that movie because of how calm and calculated he is the whole time. When Luke shows up at Cloud City, like Darth Vader is standing there waiting for him, and then he says that iconic line, the Force is with you, Luke, but you are not a Jedi yet. And then the whole rest of the time is Darth Vader toying with his food before he kills it, but on top of that, it's like an audition, and it's like it doesn't take him seriously until Luke finally gets him in the shoulder that once, and then a second later, he takes off that hand. Like, every action results in this menacing beast just responding. Like, it doesn't take his prey seriously at first, but once it, once it fights back, then it's like, uh, no. Fuck you. Game over, bitch. Do you know what really scared me about uh, uh, Vader? What's that? That scene where he's like, now that's pod racing. <laughs> that scared me, too. I <laughs> scared for the whole other two movies after that when I saw that. <laughs> I shit, oh, fuck. I shit my pants. It was... Whew. That was scary. That was pants shitting scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. My eyes. What am, what am I watching here? Yeah, exactly. Then he murdered but those when kids. But when you look at it, but seriously, uh, from, a, 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 from a storytelling perspective, when you want to have a figure like Darth Vader or a vampire, you got to set the scene just right. When you do an over-the-shoulder from Vader looking at Luke, uh, Luke looks small and diminutive, and then Vader is just casually walking towards him, and it leaves a very menacing sort of vibe to the whole scene. You look at Luke as he's not complete in his Jedi training, and he's going against this Sith Lord that is literally just toying with him and doesn't want to kill him because he wants to turn him to the dark side. Now, if you took that angle and applied that to a vampire, guess what? You just made vampires scary again. It's, it's pretty true. Uh, yeah, because in, yeah. in, in the Buffy show, they, they make it seem like there's so many vampires, but each episode when there are vampires in the show, there's only the 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 main guy, Voldemort, he brings in uh, like three... <laughs> He brings in like three henchmen that seem like, oh, you are the biggest badass vampires ever. And then Buffy will. Yeah, and they walk the floor with them, don't they? Like they're right like, off yeah. the bat. It's, it's, they, yeah. they, they're like the biggest pussies. And, and, and it's like they're the scope. The scope of the show is very skewed. It's a very weird. Um, uh, um, watching it right now, it's very strange. But uh, also, it's, mm -hmm. it's like nine seasons long. Did they show like Buffy becoming like yep. a, a single it's nine mother? Nine seasons. Or and then there's that. And then there's a spinoff uh, with Angel. Um, I can't remember that, what that's called. Uh, but honestly, oh, like, even though they get that stuff wrong, Josh Whedon was such a talented ensemble director and dialogue writer that it is as awful as the lore and that kind of stuff is. It's still so worthwhile to watch because it's, 
it's so fun to watch. Very it fun just to watch, is yeah. like, oh yeah, like yeah, you already know it. I'm enjoying. And it. you haven't even gotten to, you haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet too. And like, as far as vampire lore goes, it is terrible, but that show is still fucking awesome, and that's why I respect Joss Whedon for it. It's terrible in so many ways. Like that that uh, nerdy uh, flute girl, the girl that had sex with a flute, and she's she's yeah, like yeah, the hacking. band camp girl, right? Yeah, the band camp girls. Man, whew, I'd give it. I'd I'd uh, <laughs> I'd eat her shit. Uh, the she's like oh, hacking everything. Be? She's like, oh, let me let me hack into the the morgue. D- does the show does she start like <laughs> hacking into the government and stuff? Like it's. I gotta, I, By the I gotta way, keep if you want to break into a morgue, you, you you don't need to hack. All you need is to know your way around a fucking hairpin. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. But they have her yeah. hacking everything. She's like, "Oh, I'll hack. I'll hack that for you. I'll hack that for you." Yeah. Okay. I, thanks, Oracle. I wonder how far they could push that. I don't know how far they could push it, but uh, it's 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 a trip no, but so they, far. like. Like they they don't really get rid of a lot of that kind of stuff, but the dialogue and the character growth is so good that you ignore all of the rest of the bullshit, and it's still a wildly awesome ride. Because oh, the, the school, the school a, it's in the fucking Whedon. world, man. Okay, so the school, there's like twenty people get murdered, <laughs> and they're yeah. letting they're letting <laughs> the students look at the dead bodies. They're like, oh yeah, sure, we're just gonna leave the body here. They don't close the school down. They, they don't like it's like. Hey kids, it's it's such a weird experience to watch the show. Yeah, how is their school not plagued with <laughs> severe cases of PTSD from the amount of murders that has happened in such a small community of people? How? The f- but anyway, you let that go because there's great fucking dialogue in this character. It's hard not to love Buffy for who she is. And there's a lot of sexy, sexy ladies on the show too. I, I just saw, I saw yeah, the episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another way they get you to ignore <laughs> how severely fucked up oh, sexy guys the too. world is when you just stop and think about it. <laughs> yeah, there was there's the episode with the, the praying mantis uh, substitute teacher, and she's like trying to fuck mm-hmm. the students. Yeah, and she's yep. bringing kids to her house, and uh, yeah, it's well, there's and a, it's the okay. same thing with Doctor Who too. It's very, it's very hoovy in, in its ridiculousness. But like, like true Buffy fans and true uh, Whovian fans have the same overlap where they don't care how ridiculous the plot goes because the characters and dialogue and the heart behind it is so pure that. Who gives a fuck? We'll we'll allow this nonsense to continue because it's so much of a fun ride. That's a good point. Like you could you could some <laughs> things get a pass on the goofiness, like Buffy, but some things like yeah, like Anakin Skywalker. Well, and, and you're you're a Trekker too. You're a, you're a Trek fan, and you 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 watch some of those old vintage uh, Star Trek episodes, and there's hokey uh, to our standards. Her hokey special effects and wild premises, but there's that that real like approach to the philosophical heart of the art in science fiction that they try to uh, do honor to that you accept the 
Watching Captain Kirk uh, clumsily uh, beat up a guy dressed as a fake lizard in the most unconvincing way possible. You let that shit slide because it's telling a much more important story. This is true. This is true. And it's, it's, yeah. yeah. And that's why sci-fi fans are the coolest. <laughs> oh, man. I watched the last episode of Discovery. I'm sure you're not. You're, it wasn't bad. I was very shocked. The last episode of this new Star Trek wasn't horrible. Oh, is that the Picard one or the oh. Under Decks one? <laughs> well, let's not get let's not get into that right now. That's a whole nother okay. Bag. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you there. Uh, uh, I call it. Uh, don't bring up the new Doctor. Anyway, a trick or treat. Yeah, hey, caller. let's let's do a shot, everybody. Uh, everybody in the sewer chat and and uh, on the stream, let's do a shot. Right, I guess I'll just for the upcoming spray. Halloween. This is for mm. Halloween, everybody. Ah, let's do a shot. Mmm, uh. <laughs> yummy. Uh, call her trick or treat. Oh, uh, both. Oh man, it must have closed the portal that we had. It's weird. Technology is sort of like a portal between two worlds connecting us in a weird way magic uh let's um tune into a new song here let's listen to a song break it all up here with uh nxctumvi with tubular bells happy halloween everybody let's get spooky down the sewer it's gonna be a long show we got a lot to go hey 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 Yeah, Firefly was a fucking amazing.
well, 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 welcome, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio, where I'd like to say thank you to all the little uh, ghouls and demons that are still awake now. There's a lot of people that probably bailed on the show. It gets a little bit, uh, I, I stay up late, you know. This is, this is, this is way past many people's bedtimes, but I feel that there's a certain energy in the air now. I don't know if it's the alcohol or the mar- uh, um or the pumpkins, or just the, the spirit of the Halloween, bringing me higher and higher. But if you're still, if you're still around right now, I am, it's probably definitely that, uh, I'd just like to say thank you to you, and, and you're in for a real treat, because there is so much more show to go. There is, Diane, the show's over, what? My doctor called again? Really? Oh. My uh, my doctor called again. Hi, dude, Nicholas. I got me one of them there science ovens. Going to cook my dinner with electricity. Woo-hoo. I'm excited. I just wanted to call and see how you're doing. Because <clears throat> I think I don't have your cousin over there for lunch. Oh my god. We done skewered him up Diane, turn that off. cooked him on the call. Okay, there we go. Alright, let's see if we could uh, uh get that phone call out of my brain with this phone call right here. Hey, Nick, it's, it's me, Stillwater from Spearfish. What? I I'm leaving Deja you a voicemail. Uh well you probably figured that one out by now. Anyway, um yeah, I I've been noticing like a, a, a strange trend at work, you know, and uh, like we we have a a newish manager, and he's he's a good dude, and I I like the guy, and I've known him for many many years, and uh, but for some reason, a lot of the girls at work are just super fucking mean to him. Like, there's one of them that just shouts at him all the time and just chews him out for not getting stuff exactly right. And then there's uh, another one that, uh, like, she's known at him and his family for years and years and years and she just acts like a bratty little sister to him all the time. And oh, and her, she, her name is Ashhole because she's an Ashhole. And, like... Like, she will be super mean to him, and then she'll turn around and be an absolute sweetheart to me because I feel like that's exactly how she twists the knife in the in the uh, this poor guy. Anyway, uh, like, the funniest one, though, is uh, the, uh, the other day, uh, uh, you know, our manager is sitting there working, and out of the blue, uh, one of the 15-year-old girls there just blurts out, you know, Ben, no wonder you don't have a girlfriend. You act like such a pussy in front of girls. And <laughs> this is just the most brutal and savage thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know why that's so mean to him, man. Poor guy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, I didn't really have anything else interesting to talk about. I just, I just don't know why those girls are so fucking mean to my manager. But at the same time, I, I find it very entertaining. 
Anyways, take it easy, dude. Bye. Sometimes power corrupts absolutely. Uh, we just listened to a song and then we heard a voicemail. Uh, I think, actually, there's probably Gas Blast. You could email nick at nicktherat.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. I think I just got another donation here. AE with 1031. And the fee was 60 cents out of the 1031. I get 971. I hope that wasn't the launch codes for a nuclear warhead. Thank you so much, AE. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody, especially uh, just everybody. It's... Do you know how we're uh, we, we we're like oh man if there's no alien life or or supernatural stuff it's uh, it's a really sad world because it's like we're so alone, but every person that exists is like it's sort of like an alien or a supernatural being in themselves. They're they're completely unique to you. They've had a totally different existence than you. It's not possible for two individuals to have the same existence at the same time. So everybody is sort of like an alien to everybody else. Everybody is a supernatural creature, a supernatural being. Embrace it. Embrace it. You know, just try not to be an asshole, though. Don't be a, a dick or a, a naysayer or, or somebody that yells at somebody. That really upsets me, man. <sighs> If your opinion is not not because people could have shitty opinions and they're not trying to be offensive, but if you're trying to be offensive with your opinion, just just relax with that shit, man. Take that and throw it away. If you're if you're just if you're being friendly with your weird opinion, then sure. But don't uh don't be an an asshole to good people. Good night, Net Net. He has already quit and left. He didn't hear me saying good night to him. So he might die tonight in his dreams. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> part part two, two of a Luminati story. Frequency. Frequency. When he finally landed, he Ubered home and he immediately went into his apartment. He shone a light upon himself and looked at a shadow with the intent to confront the demon. However, to his surprise, it was just his normal shadow. He thought perhaps the demon remained in the Philippines. He sighed with a breath of relief and collapsed into his bed and closed his eyes. As he was drifting off, he thought he heard breathing, and it wasn't his own. 
He forced himself to open his eyes and look around the room sleepily. Nothing was there. He shrugged it off and fell asleep. A few days later, Henry returned to work. Peter, in his usual fashion, had already been in his office before everyone else arrived. He looked up curiously at Henry as he passed his office. Are you still possessed? Peter asked. This wasn't a joke question. Peter actually wanted to know. I'm not sure. Sometimes I think I hear breathing that isn't mine. And sometimes I hear footsteps. Sometimes I hear somebody talking. It's not any language I understand. I've been having nightmares and uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I am. Henry replied, shaking his head. What should we do about this? Peter asked. Well, I'm just going to work. I don't know what else to do. Maybe it'll take my mind off of it. Who knows? Henry spent half his morning answering emails, and then he made his way into his RF chamber to work on a project. He sealed the door and started to set up his equipment. As he was setting up his oscilloscope, out of the corner of his eye, he noticed that his spectrum analyzer was picking up an erratic signal. He stopped breathing, and he looked around the RF chamber to make sure everything was sealed. It was. He looked back at the spectrum analyzer, trying to identify the source of the voltage. It wasn't connected to anything. The waves were erratic, varying peaks and wavelengths. It looked more like a toddler scribble than a frequency. Henry, now breathing shallowly, began to sweat. He flung the chamber door open and walked outside. As he moved away from the spectrum analyzer, the signal stopped. The signal was definitely coming from him. He ran to Peter's office and burst through his door. Peter calmly looked up at Henry and took his headphones off and placed them on his desk. You seem stressed, Peter observed. Peter, you gotta come look at this. Come with me, Henry commanded, and turned on his heel and headed back to the RF chamber. Peter followed and they entered the RF chamber together. As Henry got close to the spectrum analyzer, the erratic signal started to show up on the screen again. Peter nodded slowly as he understood the situation. It's still here, he said. Yeah, Henry said, it's still here. Peter's jaw shifted from side to side as he thought. Henry looked on at the spectrum analyzer helplessly as the waves continued to jump around on the screen. Peter hummed to himself as an idea came to him. Henry looked at Peter hopefully. I wonder what would happen if we interrupted the signal, Peter said. Henry nodded. Maybe emit an opposite signal to cancel it out, Peter suggested. Yes, that sounds like it could be effective, the two thought. As Henry switched his brain into scientist mode, his anxiety started to settle. Without saying anything, Peter turned around and left. Wait, where are you going? Henry asked. One sec, Peter responded. A few moments later, Peter returned with a crude-looking gadget that looked like a bad science project. Henry's face scrunched up. The fuck is that thing? he asked, annoyed. Crystal radio, Peter replied. Um, Peter? Peter ushered henry all the way into the rf chamber and sealed themselves in he placed the crystal radio onto the lab bench and peter proceeded to tinker with it peter come on we've got modern equipment henry said not for demons peter retorted god damn it peter we henry was cut off by the sound of a high-pitched eerie buzzing emitting from the crystal radio almost like the sound of a million tiny mosquitoes flying around in an echo chamber 
Henry's face scrunched up at the cacophonousness of the sound. Well, I'll be damned, Henry muttered, regretting his lack of faith in his colleague. Okay, get that oscilloscope plugged in, Peter told Henry. Henry did so. Peter began to bug the wire connections of the oscilloscope to his crystal radio. Suddenly, the sound coming from the crystal radio triggered the oscilloscope, capturing a spike that resembled a waveform of audio. What do you got? Henry asked. Peter chuckled in reply. What? Henry asked again. Look at the frequency, Peter said, grinning. Henry looked. The frequency was 6.66 kilohertz. While Henry could see why Peter found this humorous, he did not share his amusement, since he was the one that was currently experiencing possession. So what the fuck do we do now? Henry asked. Well, we could try playing the frequency of God, Peter suggested. Henry was taken aback by this comment. Peter was an atheist, unless you would consider the belief in the simulation theory a form of religion. So, for him to suggest a God frequency surprised Henry. God frequency? What's the God frequency? I still have it in my mouth. <laughs> That's what she said. That's probably like a 40 seconds or so. Oh, uh, hi, everybody. The night grows deeper and darker. And spookier and spookier. It's, it's, uh, I don't know if it's like an age thing, but the older you get, the, um, Usually the less spooky things are actually scarier than the real spooky things. Like a, like a coat rack down a long, dark hallway covered in coats. That shit's scarier than like Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers and all that stuff, man. I'm telling you, it's, it don't take much. You open, you you go and you're walking around the sewer and you see something that looks like a a person, a shadowy figure, coat rack and a coat, and you 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 wind up shitting your pants. Now people know why I don't wear pants. It's because I keep uh, hi. You could email me. At uh, nicktherat.com. Nick at nicktherat.com. And you could... Uh, if you type in Gas Blast, I'll read it on the air. I think we have a few of them. I know I waited a long time to get to them. just like to say I'm sorry. Let's... Actually, you know... Uh, anyway, let's read this Gas Blast right here. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> Not really a gas blast, but her is some high-quality scans of fan art. I just got the new pen and loved how smooth the ball tip rolled out your image from my imagination. Soy equals pencil neck. I don't have a... Do I have a pencil neck? 
It's pretty thick. I've got a girthy neck. Looks like we have one more gas blast that I'm going to read. This is a special one for Halloween. I could feel it. Read this out loud. No sh- Okay, look. If you're going to send me a gas blast, I'm going to read it out loud. You don't have to you don't have to write in the goddamn gas blast to read it out loud. I'm going to read it out loud either way. You told me not to read it out loud. I'm going to read it out Read out loud. Fuck. Uh, one sock cutter, he cuts socks. Two sock cutters, they cut socks. Three sock cutters, they cut socks. Four sock cutters, they cut socks. I'm a sock cutter. I'm too good of a reader. I, I can't. You're not going to get me with that, okay? You cocksucker. It's not going to work. I'm a pro. I know the I like know all 26 letters of the English alphabet, all right? So fuck off, okay? <coughs> Man. Where's my pipe? Can I go? Wait, what? We have another song we could play here, right? Because Daddy needs a pair of green shoes. Uh, let's see what we got on the song rotation. We have Johnny Music with Simon Belmont's organ cover. Ew. Is this like the Vampire Slayer's underwear? It's his organ cover? Get it?
Welcome back, everybody. I miss I miss a uh, gothic horror. Horror's in a weird place right now. It it goes through um it goes through different phases through time, it seems. It was It's um how well I'm, I didn't do a lot of research into this. So I'm, it's going to just be like right off the cuff, but uh, it seemed like it uh when they first started making horror movies Pretty much all movies were kind of like low budget. Uh, they, th- they throw a lot of porn in there. There'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of uh, like seventies bush, and breasts and penises. It was very cutting edge. There was a lot of uh, human anatomy in there. And then um, then the MPA was like, or I guess somebody, the the priest or somebody was like, no, we can't. Don't show that. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make any money making your horror movie if you don't show that. Now it's, now it's like, uh, how much? Uh, my, I'm scattered brain right now. I'm really scattered brain trying to find uh, words because I keep getting these these thoughts in my head about um, about how I feel, and it's very confusing. Okay, let's try to go through this again. Seventies and stuff. There's like the 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 porn it was it was it was like if you want then you want to make money show some some show some TNA and some blood okay then 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 like the eighties it was like oh do some slasher thing uh no no uh no nudity maybe a little bit of nudity but no uh, no bush no 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 uh, sticks and stems Wow, Illuminati are just coming in and dropping bombs over here. Congratulations. Oh, wait till you see how exhausted you are afterwards. No sticks, no seeds. Then, like, the 90s, it became, like... Um, like teens and stuff, everything got it got young, and then in the two thousands it became like CG. It's it, I know it's not all like that. It's just I'm just being very general and very um, this. Uh, it, it's it, there's phases though. It, there's phases that everything goes through, and I, I would like to see what the the next phase is. Right now they're like a, like a, like a a little bit of CG, and a little bit of comedy in most horrors. It's mostly. Mostly a uh, fun, funny, fun time. They could go so far though. They could, they could do su- the effects that they have today. Could probably do some crazy stuff if they didn't do fucking digital. Just use digital very sparingly, so you don't even know it's there. But do some. There's got to be some cool technology out there that makes. And also, just everything just feels kind of stale. It's like um. It's. it's Ugh, I don't. I don't even want to say, it, but it feels like the Sixth Sense was like the last movie that did something strange and different with writing. Yeah, but I guess there's a whole bunch of movies that I'm just not even talking about right now. I, man, I hate getting stoned and drunk because it it just makes life uh, uh, very confusing. Then I think about how short life is, and then then I get all bugged out. I'm like, oh man, life is so goddamn short. I gotta I gotta make something of myself. Then I turn TV on, and and then and then I'm watching Jeopardy, and I'm like, man, Alex Trebek, he really did something with his life. 
it must be really fulfilling to be Alex Trebek. But then I'm like, what, what did he do? He writes some questions on cardboard to people on TV. And I'm like, man, is that really the pinnacle of life? But then, then you start to break away. You're like, maybe I don't have to become a prominent figure. I just have to exist now. And then, um, then you start to think about if there's ghosts watching you take showers. And if they're like talking about you behind your back. 917-719-5923. Is this Nick Gerard? Is it? Is that you, Nick Gerard? I'm calling to talk to Nick Gerard. Says you want scary stories. I got scary stories for you. You ready? Yeah. Travel to Mother Russia. Is it scary enough? Very scary if you go there. I don't know. Give it a try before you doubt me. Caller, that was by Nick Derat. That's the worst scary story ever. Travel to Mother. That's it's a pretty tame story right there. I'm looking for like really scary stories, like some something. See, but there really isn't anything new. Like, what are you gonna do? A, a psychological horror, um, or you could use different uh, tropes, or or you could use different. Uh, Stuff that exists in literature. Because books have been around for a long time. Stories have existed for a long time. And most of them are, have already been done. And it's kind of scary. It's a little scary to think about that maybe there won't be anything new and exciting. Like, oh man. I just saw The Fight Club. That movie blew my mind. Like, maybe something like that won't ever exist again. Maybe maybe we've already seen, or I'm not saying that fucking Fight Club is the most insane thing I've ever seen, but but like something different. We're definitely in a phase of repeats. Um, Marvel movie number twenty in the series currently. Nothing new. And the sad, okay, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. The sad thing is that there's no, uh, the, 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 the money exists, I think. Money makes everything fake. It's just like, ah, oh, we can't do something new. Because that shit costs money. And we don't know if we're guaranteed to get it back. And But artists do it too. Hello, caller. Oh, hey, Nick the Rat. How are you tonight, caller? Oh, I'm beautiful, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm surprised you got through it. The, the phone lines have been blowing up, and people have been sending me emails on the back channel. It's. it's I can't believe good. I got through either. <laughs> You're a very, very lucky person to talk to, man. It's, I mean, let me just tell you that. No, you deserve to be uh, exclusive. Not really exclusive, but you know what I mean. It's good. It gives you a little bit more punch. You know, when I finally get through, I feel good about it. You know. That's true. That's true. It's it's a <laughs> it's a hard reach. Uh, caller, can I ask you a question? Yes. Are, do you have plans for Halloween? I was going to put my clothes on inside out and walk backwards and look at the full moon to see if there's a fucking uh, a witch riding her broom over it. <laughs> I just had severe deja vu. And then I was like, wait, am I stoned? Wait, no. I, I remember that. You could see the witch 
on the broom in the moon if you walk backwards with your clothes on the same way. Yeah, well, yeah, inside out clothes, backwards walking. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if you can see it now because it was like a few thousand years ago that people put it down in like the legends, in the legend books. Um, we're in like we're we're going into the age of Aquarius now, so like the 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 whole cosmic geography is fucking out of whack. It might have changed a little bit, but the moon, when you look at it, it always looks the same. Like it's uh, it's almost like geosynchronous. Like there's always one side facing us. Yeah, but like the whole solar system's traveling around in the galaxy. So like every like it's like a twenty six thousand year cycle or something like like. Something it's a lot of years, and uh, but it like the sun goes through the zodiac too. Like during the day, when you look at the sun, you can't see the stars behind it, but it is there would be stars behind it if you could see them. So, like, since the that's cycle why they call is, it like, you uh, remember the, the, the song, uh, The Age of Aquarius, uh, right? But since the cycle is so long, do you think that the, the flow is heavier? Oh, well, there's definitely some heavy flow days, you know. I'm sure some of the ladies out there know what we're talking about. Uh, Well, actually, that's the funny thing about it is, like, the last time, like, when that uh, legend was around, it was, like, around the last Ice Age, you know, 13,000 years ago, when the ocean was, like, 400 feet lower, like, the waters were lower, and then, like, all the, the polar ice caps melted and raised the sea level up, like, almost overnight. Because I mentioned that Randall Carlson on uh, the voicemail I left you. And that guy's pretty cool. I'm sure some of your listeners have heard of him. What does uh, Randall Carlson do? I actually Is is he a redhead? He sounds like a redhead. Um, he might have been. He's kind of gray-haired now. My uh, he's name got is a... Randall. Randall Carlson. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about the uh, but he's a... of the moon. So the guy, he's like an architect and stuff, but he's like a kind of like an alternative source for like astronomy and stuff and uh well he talks about like cataclysms like the giant flood that uh suddenly just melted all the ice you know all at once so like he was he's kind of the kind of guy that says that uh maybe the grand canyon wasn't dug over millions of years maybe it just happened over a couple decades like just so much water just melted like so much ice melted that all this water just came cascading through and just plowed through the the earth I don't think the so like uh, Grand Canyon kind of could stuff. have been done that fast because there's so many layers to it, and it's so. I, I've never seen the. Have you ever seen the Grand Canyon in person? No, I haven't, and I'm probably misrepresenting Mr. Carlson here in my oh, that's, enthusiasm that's to fine. talk to I, the I Mr. Rat here. I'd, I'd, I'm going to check into it more, like it's not, because there's definitely been glacial movements that have, like uh, New York has a lot of. Uh, these stones that were uh, smoothed down by glacier movement, and uh, yeah, so there's definitely been lots of land changes th- over probably quick times. Like if you, if I I bent my th- my thumbnail backwards when I was trying to dig some garlic out of a garlic crusher, and it with a mm. with enough amount of force you could do anything. Yeah, I just imagine. Well, see. There was like a a really big flood that happened. It was a five mile wide waterfall. Like you think about, uh, you're talking about New York. Think about Niagara Falls. Oh man, Niagara yeah. Falls. You could fit like a hundred Niagara Falls is in this thing. It was a five mile wide, nine hundred foot tall waterfall. It was like if you took 
all the rivers on the face of the earth and their flow and multiplied it by 10, like 10 times all the rivers put together on earth. That's how much water was flowing through. It was like 300 million cubic feet per second. Do you know what really? That's like, really I can't even imagine that. Do you, do you want, do you want to hear a, a little, little something weird about me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, rivers, rivers, are really are really fucking weird like they 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 last almost forever how do they keep how do they keep going uh well there's usually like they they're usually fed by like the mountains or something they'll have like there's a source whatever like this yeah there's usually a, like the mississippi river I, I did cross the mississippi river one time and it was way up in minnesota so it was pretty narrow where i crossed it like it almost didn't even feel like i was crossing the mississippi river you know was it on a giant bridge? But, uh, it was actually a bit, yeah, it was probably maybe like half a mile wide or something where I crossed it. But uh, it was not like the Mississippi that you would see down like down south, you know, where it gets so wide because all these other, like the Missouri River feeds into it and all these other rivers. So all that comes from mountain runoff? Well, it's flowing from a the lot mountain to the ocean. Yeah, well, a lot of it, like, the mountains are, some mountains are tall enough that they collect ice on them and, you know, shit, so that when it melts, that comes down. But you also, like, the rainwater is going to, it's got to go somewhere, so, so it just finds channels and stuff. So pretty much a river is kind of like a, a, the sewage drain on on your uh, your house, like the, 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 what is that called? Yeah, the, eventually one spot's going to kind of break. Like, a spot's going to kind of break open in whatever, like, little hill there. Like, all this water builds up, and then eventually a little spot pops open. Like, you know, if you go outside and you see where it's rained a lot, and you just look at the dirt where the the water's fucking found one spot to make its way out to the road and then drain off into the storm sewer. But it never like it, just, it never it, dries up, though. Rivers, have has a river in our existence ever dried up? Uh, maybe not in my existence. I remember the Cuyahoga River caught on fire back in the seventies. That's you know. <laughs> the, the river caught on fire. Yeah, because there was so much pollution and stuff. Like all these people that are bitching about how America is the worst country ever for destroying the world. It's like, uh, think about it, man. It used to be a lot worse. You used to have like Los Angeles was covered in smog and rivers were catching on fire. I think we've made a lot of improvements since then. You know what I mean? I, I think uh, pollution is very important. I would say I don't know why we're fighting climate change. We should be fighting pollution, something we could measure daily. Exactly. That's what my brother always says. He's like, my brother Bill, he's like, look at what you can see and fix that. Don't tell me that carbon dioxide is going to destroy the world because it's probably not. I mean, enough of it would. Yeah, I guess. But like, let's we've I think what I'm trying to say is we've done a good job in the last 30, 40 years of stopping the rivers from catching on fire <laughs> you know and like the smog has kind of gone away too you know we got catalytic converters on the cars now you know we, we've we've actually done shit you know and everybody like these kids running around with bullhorns yelling at everybody you got to stop driving cars and bullshit it's like, come on guys does, does flint come michigan's on. water still go on fire I don't know if it ever really caught on fire, but it was definitely contaminated, and those guys did fuck up, and they knew they were fucking up when they did it, because they yeah. sent out, like, a memoir, or a memo, memorandum, to the other, uh, like, the government employees found out that it was bad water, and not to drink it, like, six or eight months before the people got officially warned of the water being bad, 
It's so it's like you know it's almost it's not really an inside job, but it's like if they knew that the water was that shitty, they were trying to protect their own people and say, hey, don't drink the water, but uh, let the regular people go ahead and keep drinking it and taking showers with it, give it to their kids, you know, mix their baby bottle formula up and give that water to the kids. Yeah, that's fine, but you guys, you're government people. people. we got to protect you. Oh, man, it kind of, that's why, I think that's why people are pissed off. And, you know, it's Republicans and Democrats, you know, it's across the spectrum there. That's that's not even yeah. human. That's like, um, like if lizard people, like I could say, oh, yeah, the lizard people, we're like, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, poison them. And like, is there is there even like a, like a freshwater program there? Like, can you go to the store and get free bottles of Nestle's water? Well, I'm not sure if Nestle's water is pure, but uh, <laughs> it's maybe than... I'm not sure. I think that that was like a slow response. Like people bitch that Trump has a slow response to the COVID stuff, and whether he does or not, that's one thing. I'm not here to talk about that, but I know that there was a slow response and warning the public about the safety of the water in Flint. And, uh, they definitely warned the government people for the government employees first. Is, uh, is their it, water it still, their water I mean, still fucked too, right? I think so. Yeah. Nobody's really done much to really do anything about it except for use it as a political football and fight over it. They're well, not really actually fixing it. I don't well, think. Don't worry. We're going to save the world from global warming. But we can't stop one <laughs> yeah. fucking town from having shit water. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I think Russia probably digs the global warming because uh, at least does. now they can it's... fucking uh, yeah. I mean, they can ship, they can get off into the ocean up there where it used to be frozen over half of the year. They can just send a boat out there with shit on it and float it around the world. You you could milk you can milk global warming. Uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Once you have the story, absolutely. That... People love just fucking morph it to. I need. Yeah, I mean, I'm really disappointed in their failure to milk this uh, global warming thing. Like, we should. Uh, well, actually, the thing is, they're probably privatizing the profits and uh, socializing the risk. There's some rich you know people I mean? having fun these days, but it makes good stories for everybody else. Oh yeah, I love conspiracy theories. Well, I mean, it's not even really like conspiracy theory because, like, one really smart guy told me recently that uh. A false flag, you still got to have dead bodies. Even if it's a false flag, there's it's still, still going to be some dead there's people to point at and say, hey, yeah, fuck, oh my God, it was so horrible. Look at these dead people. Uh, I think the only false flag that I know of was, wasn't Pearl Harbor a false flag? Was that like a real false flag? Or was that? I mean, it could have been. It, uh, there's evidence that it was. I mean, I'm not really that well versed on it right now. But yeah, I think that uh, there's definitely stuff to it that, we knew that it was going to happen anyway. Like we knew the Japanese were coming and we just let them do it <sighs> just to get people into the war because that was a fucking horrible war that, you know, it didn't really have to go the way it did at all. I'm not a Holocaust denier, but I'm definitely going to be on the record saying that it really didn't have to happen the way it did. <laughs> what the Holocaust <laughs> it didn't have to happen the way it did. No, not the Holocaust, <laughs> but just the war, just the war itself. Like, because Churchill was saying back in, like, 1936 that this is going to be an English war or a British war. You know, we're going to have a war. Like, he was a pretty bloodthirsty guy from what I've heard. And it's like, you know, yeah, Hitler might – I'm not trying to take Hitler's side at all here, man. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm already in uh, dangerous waters here. <laughs> but, like, but, man, like, it's just the war did not have to go the way it did. It didn't at all. Well, didn't the World War so One happen people because uh, – what was that guy's name? Um they made a song, uh, Fern, Ferdinand, 
somebody shot a guy named Yeah, the Fern Duke, Man. yeah. What, what the what yeah, how does it, how does that happen? How does how does one guy turn into a world war? Well, see, that's cuz there was too many allies and we still have allies these days. There's everybody's too intermingled. We're all in bed with each other and shitty deals are going on behind everybody's backs all the time. And we're like instead of fucking just discovering these shitty deals going on, we just decide to go ahead and follow the flag into the fight. You know what I mean? It, it's fucked up, man. Instead of just like fucking taking a step back. Like, here's a really good example of one thing I really don't like about Trump is that when uh, there was the reports that Assad had supposedly dropped like chemical weapons on his own people and shit, instead of investigating it, we just started dropping bombs on Syria. It's like, fuck, man, why don't you at least fucking make sure that that's what even happened before you start killing people over it, you know? Yeah, the, I mean, the military I think maybe Trump was pressured into doing they, it, or maybe he wasn't. But I think no matter who's in charge, the military needs to spend money and do some uh, little bit of research. And <laughs> also, well, oh, yeah. the, what about Five Eyes? Do you know about Five Eyes? No, please fill me in. Uh, there was there was a um, an act that came out. Oh, actually, I might have made a, a Google note about this one, but. Uh, Snowden came out. You, you know Snowden, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he he was not telling, personally, but yeah. Well, you know, may <laughs> I'm eight. just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I hang out with him and we play pool. Actually, uh, I, he's probably <laughs> in a gulag right now. I have no idea where he is. Or probably having, he's probably having a good life. I'm guessing. Either way, did he ever get his glasses fixed? <laughs> uh, no, he he likes them that way. Uh, the pulag. <laughs> He uh, was releasing information about how governments are sharing information with each other, which goes back to uh, Five Eyes. And Five Eyes is different nations around the world that were sharing uh, their – like they spied on their own citizens and shared it with each other. And the the act came out in the 40s. I think 1947 it was started. Mm Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure – yeah, that, I mean, but it makes nothing but sense, you know, when you consider what's happened since 1947, you know, uh, just, yeah. Well, the thing about it is I don't want to get biblical because I'm not really a religious guy myself, and I might sound, I might be saying something wrong here, but I think it talked about, like, Armageddon having the battle of five armies. So maybe the five eyes has to do with, like, the eye of each army, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's a lot more. Ar- I'm just there's, pulling shit out of my ass right now. There's so much, but, uh, uh, there's... Well, you could you could uh, say there's a coincidences everywhere, but then there's true stuff that's actually happening. And yeah, could, yeah, I don't want to go too far into the random number. <clears throat> so five. Well, it could come down to that. Do you ever do you ever play a uh, uh, Mech Warrior or BattleTech? Oh no, I haven't played that. No. The the world gets divided in like about five nations that are just constantly warring it with each other. It's what you just reminded me of, man. Some little battle tech and battle toads. Fuck battle toads. Oh, yeah. Uh, caller, I have, a, I have a question for you. Oh, you're going to hang up on me, aren't you? Uh, trick or treat? <laughs> well, treat. All right, I'm going to send you naked pictures. Oh, damn. He just hung up on me. That was rude. I was about to. Uh, that got a little off of Halloween there. 
It was yeah. There's more than five nations in there. There's also uh, the second wave. What is that? The the elementals. <clears throat> I don't know all. I don't know all the BattleTech lore. The Caritas. My my mind is scrambled right now. Let's listen to. I don't know what where, where we are right now. We're definitely deep late into the night. We're having a long, long show, and that's uh, that's fine because it's the Halloween episode. We have to, we have to, you know, stretch it. We have to stretch Halloween as long as possible because it's the best time of the year. You got a voicemail? Hello, is it Nick Durant? Is it? Are you sure? Are you sure that it's Nick Durant? Okay, I believe you. Uh, I have a proposition for you, Nick Durant. You send me American blue jeans, I send you a big bottle of borscht. Really? Oh, no, I don't you want take borscht. The deal? Yes, no. You take the deal. Hang up. Diane, hang up on that him. Leads me to... No borscht in the sewer. Let me do a little math right here. One, two. Okay, we have to listen to another story over here. Did we let? We didn't hear this yet. Okay, we're gonna play a little mystery man story. We'll be. Uh, oh boy. Oh crap! No, don't do that. This one is called. Future no. Okay, hold on one second, everybody. I recovered quickly, like a samurai. This one is called Future Fuel. It was the year 2222. Felisa Howard was out on the prowl. She was a respectable young woman, but she also had a curious, filthy, mystic side as well to her. She would frequent dive bars and hope to find a magic man who could make her melt like a witch. But she was never able to find the right kind of someone. She tried everything, even new technology. She got the Wood app on her communications device, which has a 100% satisfaction rate. But it seemed, in the year 2222, no man alive could please her how she wanted. Instead of technology, she decided to speak to her mystical grandmother, who had lots of, lots of toys. Sex toys. Dildos of all sizes, shapes, and frequency. A lot of lubrication, too. She also had power crystals that you could charge using the energy reflected off of the moon of Kaldas. She told her niece about an object she had. A magical candle that would never break, but it should never be lit, and it also had the power to find your perfect sexual match. She looked at the candle and decided she'd give it a try. Felisa was desperate about it, ran home, whipped out the candle, and the first thing she did was jammed into her throat and anus. She found a lot of satisfaction with it, 
but she had to find out what would happen if she lit it. What would happen if she lit the candle? Would it be even more exciting? What's the worst thing that could happen? It was a candle after all. As soon as she lit it, a strange cloud began to fill the room. And then a man appeared. It worked. Before he could even say his name, she mounted his face. She rode him all night. She must have been suffocating him. How could he breathe? He should have been dead by now. Her thighs were wrapped tightly around his face. But he continued to live. This was very strange. And her sick, perverted fantasies were finally being met. This was great. She was so happy. And as soon as she was done, she blew the candle out. And he would vanish. The perfect toy. And when she became unstoppably horny again, she would light the candle and mount his face again. She did this night after night for 80 years. One night, on her deathbed, a few days before she passed away at the ripe young age of a hundred, she lit the candle. The apparition appeared, and he squinted and grasped his ankles. But this time, he didn't have to have a face full of nine-year-old cooter. This time, she let him speak. They were in her room, and it was a small house. The candle was on her nightstand next to her diary where she wrote daily entries about how she wrote his face. The nameless spirit man that could do magical things to her. He blinked, stunned that he would be able to talk, and he finally said, My name is Rope. And as soon as he began, he ended. Felicia died, and in one last gasp of life, farted a deathly fart. So loud, so strong, it blew the candle out. The End Mystery Man, where are you going with the story? Where are you going with the story, Mystery Man? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The night is young. And so is Mystery Man's brain. It's got to be smooth. That's a that's a pretty uh, scary thing. The, uh, it seems like in a lot of horror movies recently, there's... Um, it's a tr- it's a trope now, I guess. I guess you could call it a trope because it's been done more than I've seen it like five times now. Uh, little kids being vicious murderers, like going up to people wearing like a costume, and they're just like, "I want to shank you," <laughs> right in your your gut, and you're gonna bleed all over me, and then you know I might eat you or whatever. Uh, they, this this uh, like murderous crazy kids. It's a. Uh, ugh, I can't believe I used the word trope. It's such a shit word. Trope is. It's just like saying meme. You know it's a meme? You know it's a trope? It's a trope is a meme. It's a word. Hey, you know what a word is? You want to hear? You want to hear some words? I could tell. I could tell you all about uh, the word of 
creepy kid in costume with a knife. Halloween night. Trick-or-treating. You know. Goes up to the ring doorbell. Uh, it's, um, there should be like a horror movie captured on the, the ring doorbell. I already saw the, 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 the Zoom meeting um, seance. That was fun. They all do the same thing too. Like, oh, the chair got pulled. I got pulled. They always yank somebody. There's some yanking going on. There's a lot. Of, there's a yank meme. There's a uh, oh, fuck. Okay. Hank. <laughs> propane. Propane products. Yeah, if I heard them, I could probably do it a little bit better. I haven't. I haven't watched King of the Hill in a long time. Anyway, uh, let's. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk. Wait, what the hell? Let's play some music over here. I'm obviously in the mood for music. We got Madamar with Artificial Witchcraft. We'll be right back with more Nick the Rat. Bobby. 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 Hey, Bobby. Bobby. We're going to play a little uh, synthwave music for the people. Oh, it's Boomhauser, too. Oh, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm building a rat ship here. I just feel like I got drunk and I'm not even on anything. I haven't drank anything. That is what listeners to make the rat will do to you.
Wow, wow, wee, wow. That's uh, Matamar with Official Witchcraft. That's a pretty new song, actually. It came out uh, recently. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't see anything new in my email. I see some old stuff. Get itty. Um, sure. We have another gas blast here. Let's read this one. Stay strapped or get clapped. Is that Diane? There's a call coming. Yeah, patch him through. Hello, caller. Hello. How are you? I'm well, Nick. Uh, you need to clear your throat, maybe. It sounds like you got a little uh, cum stuck in there or something. Is this... Is this my doctor? Hello? Um... I plead the fifth. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, as a um, July 4th uh, baby, uh, Halloween's always been a little extra scary, spooky to me. You know, as I reflect on what my parents must have been spooked <laughs> by about nine months prior to my birth. What? Wait, are you just trying to tell me that your parents did the nasty on Halloween and had you? Uh, that might be part of my, uh, conception path. What kind of horror do your parents like? Do you, what do you, do you know how they were dressed? Oh, was it like shit. a Gomez and, uh... Nick, I think I just flushed a testicle. Oh my God. How'd that happen? You flushed a testicle? Oh, no, a ball, a ball, a ball. Um, yeah, do me a favor. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, floating by. I'll keep my eye out on it. Uh, uh, but I just want to let you know that you if can I keep see it, uh, there's no soy content for that one. In the sewer, I'm bound to put it in my mouth and chew on oh, it. Uh, that's not really your flavor. I said there's no soy. Uh, balls of any kind. Do you ever have a, a octopus ball, a squid ball? It's like a ball of tentacles and it's deep fried. Mm. So, do you eat that with chopsticks? You do. Why not? Whoa. Whoa. What? Like if you stab it first and is, then you pick it up and put it in your mouth? Or up? Do you... that... Hello? Hi. Hello? It's, it's sort of. I heard my audio glitching out a little bit there. I got a little worried. Okay, it looks like. Uh... It looks like we're. Pro- we're pretty steady over here. Let me just check over here. That looks pretty good. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, chopsticks, choppy audio. That was that was fucking scary. That's that's like a that's like a nightmare for a podcaster when you start hearing and you're like, oh, do I have to stop the recording? Are you sending it to Nick at NickTheRat dot com? I got a gas blast over here. Uh, Sultan of Soy, are you a Star Wars Chad or a Star Trek virgin? I'm much more of a Star Trek virgin than a Star Wars Chad, I would have to say. Uh, But luckily, uh, Star Trek is becoming Star Wars, and Star Wars is becoming trash. So, I guess we're all going to the same place. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's all... It's one big cesspool. 
hosted by Alex Trebek. Yeah, I still don't have anything. I don't know you're trying to send me, buddy. Or maybe it's just being blocked by my uh, porn filter. Don't send me porn. Uh, let me do a little check of where we are in the show because it's late and I am drunk. One, two, two more holes, two more stories. All right, uh, chat room. Let's do a little vote. Another mystery man story or Illuminati's part three of part two frequency. Let's get some votes. First, first person to hit five wins. Mystery man or Illuminati first. We have one Illuminati. It's fun doing live. It, I actually feel like there's uh, more people in the room with me when I do this. We got both. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play both, but well, first Illuminati, three Illuminatius, four. I can't play both both at the same time. I'm playing Illuminatius here. Here we go. We got frequency part two, part three coming up. On Nick the Rat Radio. Let's see. The epic conclusion. Don't forget to tune into Origins of Things and Stuff. I heard it's pretty fun and educational. Wait, where's the button? Diane, you moved the button? I told you, I, 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 I get lost. Well, if this demon is emitting 6.66 kilohertz, then the god frequency would be 7.77 kilohertz. How do you know all this? Henry asked. 777 is a member of God. I grew up in a Catholic family. I picked things up, Peter replied. It was Henry's turn to chuckle. Fuck it. Let's give it a shot, said Henry. He opened the laptop that was sitting on the lab bench and pulled up a software-defined radio program. An empty sound chart showed up on the screen. For the frequency, for the frequency input, he typed in 7.77 kilohertz, and a waveform appeared. He pressed play. Frequency. Immediately, Henry fell to his knees as a searing pain ripped through his chest. Peter stopped playing the frequency. No, don't stop, Henry insisted, panting. Are you sure? Peter asked. That looked painful. It wasn't me, Henry said. What? Just play it. Peter shrugged and pressed play again, and Henry convulsed violently downwards, holding his chest. Peter watched nervously. A few painful moments went by, and suddenly Henry appeared to grow another head. Peter recognized the demon from the shack in the jungle. He nodded, then he increased the volume. Henry began to scream. Peter began to worry about whether or not people from the outside could hear. As if on cue, one of the engineers opened the door to the RF chamber. He saw Henry on the ground with an emerging demon coming out of his head, and Peter calmly looking and playing a high-pitched noise. Peter waved. Hi, Jeff, he greeted. Jeff did not return the greeting. He looked on expressionlessly for a few moments, then slowly closed the door. 
When Jeff closed the door, Peter pulled out a pair of earplugs from his pocket, which he kept on him at all times for when he took naps, and put them in. He turned up the volume. Henry's and the demon's voices became one, and the demon erupted out of Henry's body in a burst of light. The demon became suspended in air, seemingly in stasis. Peter ran under the demon and dragged Henry up by the collar of his shirt. Henry gagged as his shirt collar was pulled against his throat and launched up onto his feet. Peter threw open the door and sent Henry sailing out of the RF chamber, then shut it. Henry rubbed his throat and cleared it a few times. Peter locked the RF chamber and took two steps back, staring at it. Henry looked behind himself and noticed a small group of curious engineers had convened, probably alerted by the sound of Henry's screams. Henry looked back at Peter. Well? I think we need a better RF chamber. Henry looked behind him at the engineers and looked back at Peter. Yeah, uh, soundproofing is good, he said. I say we throw the RF chamber into the middle of the desert, Peter said flatly. But, but my equipment... Henry protested. We'll get more, Peter said. Henry was more than willing to risk another demon possession to get his equipment back, but he figured Peter was probably right. What's in there? One of the engineers asked. The demons could still be heard screaming away faintly from within the chamber. It's a demon, Peter replied. Ah, of course, the engineer said, nodding. The next day, Peter and Henry got a group of people to help them get the 8 by 8 foot chamber onto a trailer, which was attached to Henry's truck. They drove northwest towards Death Valley, California. When they reached Death Valley, they drove off-road, slowly, until they made it into the middle of nowhere. Henry hopped out of the truck, unhitched the trailer, and got back in. They drove off, leaving the RF chamber behind. What if someone finds it? asked Henry. It's locked, Peter said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, I think I have to go change my, my underwear. Well, uh, we're going to work. Before I go, before I play some music, and, and uh, I've been I've been looking around the neighborhood and looking at the decorations. I, I'm a walker. I like to walk around the, the Brooklyn area, and you know, I do that a lot. Get my my steps in. Uh, and in uh, a Halloween uh, decoration that I've seen recently is pretty cool. It's like a it's like a uh, a twenty foot tall skeleton that has like LCD eyes or LED lights. And and they they like move around and look and stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's fun a fun to look at. I want some 
some more. Hold on. That's better. We'll be right back with Morning Through Rat. I gotta use the. Uh... Oh, fuck. I think Diane went home. We're on really late right now. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Diane goes, it's 2.12 right now. Uh, Diane leaves at about 2. And I had to leave the studio. And I heard that really loud banging noise before. I... You ever like, you know that you're okay, but you don't know if you're okay? That feeling just sets in? It's... It's it's visceral. It's kind of like fight or flight, and you don't know what to do. You really have to relieve yourself. The, the excrement's coming, but there might be somebody right on the other side of that sewer grate where I have to go around to use the bathroom, and I got a weapon, though. All right. Uh, we're, we're, always have a weapon, people. Let's listen to DJ Oscar Charm with Thriller. Weapons are good.
Now is kind of okay. Yeah, uh, didn't have enough context. Guys, girls, ghouls. If you're still awake right now, I don't, I hope you don't get into any trouble because there's like a witching hour and during October when the blood, the the moon is getting closer to the earth. It's like a harvest moon. Uh, It gets bigger in the sky. You could look at, look, look at it on Halloween. It's going to be huge in the sky and you, you might die. I don't know if you want to be up right now. You might want to be under your covers, uh, balled up, in, uh, sweating in a little pool of, of, of fear. 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 And, and because the witches, they might get you. Don't worry. The witches are uh, sub rosa. We have one more we have one more story for you. Oh yeah, the it was the UK USA agreement. It was in the nineteen forty six, March fifth. Yeah, if it's um the five eyes. Australia, Canada, New Zealand, United States and United Kingdom. That's a uh, that's what uh, Snowden uncovered. No, we were talking about that earlier. Too bad they don't know about the International Pumpkin Program. They've been installing listening devices into pumpkins, into pumpkin seeds and stuff, using nanotechnology, quantum physics, and 5G technology. You could transmit 
matter over the 5G network at the quantum state. They've been doing this to pumpkin seeds. I don't want to sound like a fucking nut, but it's true. I have this pumpkin over here. And he was he was talking to me earlier and he told me all about it. The fuck's wrong with your face, dude? Um anyway, um let's listen to this story. This is the final uh mystery man story that we have. And I think it's the final story of the night. We're probably closing up shop. Do we have any voicemails? We have a couple, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> hey, Mr. The Rat. Hi. I got a little story for you. Got a buddy of mine here. Well, got got I got I got my communication device here. Uh my I mean my buddy's here, but 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 I'm gonna have to he's gonna have to communicate this here story through this here Ouija board. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to need your help with this. So no. Bear Diane, with turn, the, turn us off. I'm going to put the phone down Come on the piece of paper. We're going to see. We're going to see how the story starts. I. Uh, are, you, are you doing that? Are you doing that, right, man? It's moving. T. I. T. It. Yeah. Yeah. W. W, all right, man. We got us a W and an A. Are you doing that right, man? Are you fucking doing that right now? Yes. It was. It was. All right, man. It was what? Uh. A. Uh. D. Ad. R. A-S-T-D-A-R-K. Okay, what else? A-N. Well, this is going to take a while, man. I'm going to call you back after I rip this down here. I I did. Oh, yeah, look at that. The Relia stream did die. They did say they were going to be doing maintenance today. Uh... I don't know how long it's supposed to last. I don't know if it's even not supposed to be that long. Let me do a little quick search in that's that sucks. Oh, I found an email over here too. Look at that. I got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh Roli Reli re Stream. Let's read their notice here. Uh, we just received word that one of our data centers, data, data centers in Dallas, Texas has a scheduled maintenance window on October 29th. It looks like this will be down for a short time, according to what they are reporting. Keep in mind, you will not be able to access the service, the server for a short time. Details below. Maintenance window is scheduled for October 29th at 12.30 CST. The affected service will, the servers will have a, a 5 to 10 minute power outage. Oh man. I got hit by a 5 to 10 minute, minute power outage here. Oh well, if you were listening to the Relia stream, I should have warned you. 
tune into Twitch or No Agenda Stream. You're not hearing me right now, anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it is pretty reliable, though. It's a supposedly five to ten minute down for this. Is like once I've seen it be down in about a year, and it's at a pretty weird time. I did know about it too. But they gave a pretty big gap. It was either between now and 5.30. Either way, the affiliates, we are running long. Uh, Relia stream is dead. That doesn't matter. The show must go on. You could tune in tomorrow when I post it on nickthorette.com. Uh, we did get an email now. Let me just check this out. A little, uh, a little sad for those people missing this. But hey. Let's see what we got here. I don't know what this is. Probably a virus. It better not be a virus. I'll destroy you and all that you own. It was a virus. Uh, That's it. That's it. The stream is dead. My computer is infected. You, let's listen to the third part. Man, I just got a virus in my system. The whole thing is, if I disconnect, where do we have any more voicemail? We do have more voicemail. Let's play the voicemail. We're we're gonna do the final story. We got to get out of here. This is. Hello, is this Nick Tarat? Are you sure? Are you sure this is Nick Tarat? Yeah. Okay. So, one last request, Nick Tarat. What? I uh, just come back from airport. I put my sister Helga on plane. Come live with you. Uh, make room for her, please. I told her she come live with you. Live is with this Nick CSB? Tarat. So, uh, make room. She's a big woman. I heard he sounds like Very this. Very big. Very, very big. So make room, make the right. Uh, I enough, I don't have any scary stories for you. So goodbye, make the right. <sighs> Okay, look, people. Now, I know you want to be heard on the internet. You want to be heard by millions of people. The show is spread all over the entire globe. Probably even shot out into space. It's definitely on uh, a couple of... Uh, satellite feeds that I know of. So I know that the data is being pushed out. Don't waste my time like that, please. 917-719-5923. Uh, hi, this is uh, Earl down here at the Port Authority. Uh, yeah. we, got a, we got a package in here for uh, Nick the Rad. seems to be it's quite a big package. I don't know what's in it, but... Uh, Seems to be moving also, and uh, it seems to be a woman's voice coming from the inside. I don't know what that's all about. So, uh, if you get a hold of us, please, uh, soon. Uh, we're getting kind of freaked out. Uh, sounds like Russian coming from inside, if you ask me, but well, I don't know. But It's uh, probably just my uh, oh, real no. doll. Don't don't open the package. Don't worry. I'll be in the offices uh, Monday when the offices work out. Um Fuck. We still have a couple more voicemails. Let's play these more. Uh, let's get through this. Let's go. We got to end the show. I got to. I got to pack. I don't want to enter up. into the Nick the Rat radio costume party contest. 
and is there a costume party contest? Call 430-201-4841. Let us know. Was that the number for Hawk Story? I think it was. I think that was the number for Hog Story. If you're not listening to Hog Story, then you might be deaf. 917-719-5923. It is getting late. I don't know if you'll play this in voicemail tonight or uh, what, but uh, I was talking about spooky things and, and Halloween and candy and I just wanted something sweet while I was listening to your to your voice on the on the stream. Well, so I had to go and, and get this banana, and pull the peel off, and more more banana. So satisfying. Disgusting. Okay, here we go. Mystery man story number four, and then we're get, we we got to get the heck out of here. I, the Relia stream is still down. It's not back up yet. It's still connecting on this end. It said five to ten minutes. I can't wait that long. I'm sorry, guys. If you were tuned into the Nick the Rat radio, I'm sorry. There's not much I could do about that, but... um. Yeah, it's like they're trick-or-treating me, you know. I should ask for my money back. Like, don't you know when Nick the Rat goes live? Why do you have to do your server maintenance? Uh, okay, well, whatever. I can't complain, you know. Well, I could, but there's really no point now. Here we go. Mystery Man number four. I probably started talking about Five Eyes, and they took me down. Fucking assholes. Fuck. This one is called I is Savior. The year was 6969 on a strange faraway planet. A desolate landscape, very little life, very little hope. A creature with multiple limbs and a deep voice was out scouting for food. She looked up into the sky and saw a chunk of rock falling and it crashed a few hundred yards away. She inspected the crash site to see if there was anything salvageable. Sal. Savageable. Salvageable. Salivable. Anything of use. And in the rubble, she saw something that looked like a piece of life matter. Life matter. There hasn't been any life matter energy in their system in hundreds of years. Maybe even more. It had phaser burns on it, but it looked like it could possibly be salvaged and used to save life as we know it in the universe. She took it back to her lab, cleaned it up, and put it into her time portal. She had to act fast because her cycle was coming, and that night she was going to lay an egg any moment now, and she had to send the fresh egg back into the past. If it was to be possible to be fertilized, she'd have to do it tonight to save the future. 
She turned the machine on, and a thick blue beam of directed energy struck the life-matter fragment, and it began to glow. And then a smell of camomilla came out of it. And then a ghost appeared. It was the ghost. The ghost and the alien conversed. The ghost said, My name is Ronan. And the alien life form said, My name is Burnham. Burnham told Ronan of the situation and let Ronan know that if she could get a fertilized egg into the time machine and send it back to around the year 2020, it would lead to events that could save and secure their present future selves. He agreed as one last act of kindness. He would inseminate the egg and save time and the universe and all of existence. He thanked the alien for freeing him and filled her with as much spectral cum as possible. Burnham squealed and let out a loud gasp and knew that the egg, this was the one, this was the fertilized egg, this would be our savior. It fell on the floor between one of her many sets of legs. And she put a stamp on it, set it on the machine, and sent it off into the past. The stamp egg materialized in the year 1981 on a planet a few hundred light years from Earth. One of the inhabitants picked it up and said, Who could leave their fertilized egg like this out in the public? I must take this home with me and raise it like it was one of my own. It looks like it already has a name as well. And then they read the stamp out loud. And it read, My name is Zindu. The End Just get a, a Zindu origin story. The fuck if I know. Anyway, I just want to say thank you to everybody that has tuned in, that has stayed with me this long, uh, that that donates. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all the artists that have submitted stories throughout the years, or in the music throughout the years, and the phone calls, and just talking to me. Uh, it's been it's it's been great. I know Halloween is not the end of time and space, and I'll be back next week if Relia's stream stops shit in the bed. We'll be here. I'm I'm reliable. I'm Relia's stream. Uh, just my stream's not. I think I I think I drank enough. And about a half a bottle of tequila. You know, you know, one more for the road. Spectral cum. I gotta release those four stories in a different order, I think. They seem to connect. They there seem to be a connection. Just not too sure what that connection is. Maybe, uh, 
if I look at if I look at all the clues, I could probably figure it out. I don't know, but so does Halloween have to end? Does it really have to fuck? It's this weekend, right? Saturday. Okay. I'll probably release this show after Halloween the way that I've been doing. You know. It was, this is like the first year it's on a Saturday. It's usually like on the midweek, it's like a Tuesday or a fucking Thursday or some bullshit. Like, happy Halloween, everybody. You don't know if you're going to have the Halloween party the week before or the week after. Actually, it's kind of good when it's in the midweek because then you could have like a one before and a one after. Two weekend party. But then, no, it doesn't, the weekend is just another... Um, despite all my love for Halloween we're still all just rats in a cage hope I wasn't too depressive this week I sometimes you know I, I go down uh, sewers and sewer pipes and and I just start thinking about things that you know life and then Halloween makes you think about death and then there's a balance Somewhere. I'm going to dress up as a human this year. And probably watch some Star Trek. Anyway, let's uh, end the show. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Nick the Rat Radio. Where will my adventures bring me? Probably nowhere. Let's, um, Let's go out with a spooky song. And remember, everybody, they're real, and they're watching you. We got Reshape Project with Halloween Illusions.
think maybe you could still take me trick or treating. Oh, we still we're still. I'm old enough to go on my own. You wouldn't believe what I've been reading about in my grandmother's journals. You know, she had a lover. Do you believe that? Nana was a hundred years old. Mm. It seemed that the Howard women have exceptionally vigorous libidos. I certainly hope so. After all, I hope I can find a handsome young man in his 30s when I pass the century mark. 30s? Yes. According to these journals, his name is Ronan and he's 34 years old. They met just after my great-grandmother's death. And I think I saw him at the funeral. A handsome young man tossed a camellia onto her grave. But the strange thing is, she never mentioned him in her letters, never once. And yet it appears they spent almost all their time together. It's as if she led an entire life that I knew nothing about. Well, it looks as if we're going to be on Caldos for a few days more. This will be a good opportunity for you to get your grandmother's affairs in order. Thank you. That is. No, no, no! 